0: What is up you two welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas sports unfiltered and on the free Texas sports unfiltered app today is Wednesday, January 17th, 20 and 24 and the buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning on today's show, Texas football picks up two more commitments from the transfer portal we'll tell you about that plus to Aquina or not to Aquina? Still trying to figure out whether or not Texas's former DB coach will return to Austin to be a part of this team's coaching staff moving forward. We'll talk about that. A Texas Longhorn player who is a part of the class of 2024 has asked for and been granted his release from his national letter of intent. We'll tell you who that was and debate what that could mean for the Longhorns moving forward. Plus, more fallout from the NFL and Texas basketball. Gets back at it tonight, trying to bounce back from a very disappointing loss over the weekend. We've got a ton to get to over the next couple of hours, and we appreciate all of you spending some of your Wednesday morning with us. What's going on, Buck?
1: It is going on. It is happening. It's going to start warming up starting today, and tomorrow it's going to be ridiculous. Possibly 70 degrees tomorrow. I mean, really. It's like hard to believe that it's really going to get to be 70 degrees after what I've gone through the last five days awful it's been brutal and and i'm going to tell you something bk if i didn't have this if i didn't have this relax the back dude i don't know what i'd do because once the cold get in, gets into your body and it doesn't take long when you're walking outside in the in the garage in a pair of socks thinking those are shoes and thinking that you can stay out there messing with the dogs for like 10 minutes it doesn't work gotta have this chair and i gotta have this heat back that's why i live in texas for the hot for the 110 I don't live in Texas for the 15-degree weather. My goodness. Okay, now that all the dog pecker flies are now gone because they're all dead now, let's just move right along into 70, 75 degrees.
0: Let's not even play around, man. Speaking of that, how are you doing from your trip? Oh, man, it's good to be home. had an adventure getting back to Austin from San Francisco. I was uh, supposed to fly back on Monday, and I had three flights that got canceled. On Monday. Yeah.
1: Well, considering eighty percent of the United States was below freezing, you know, yesterday, all over you know, all over the United States, eighty percent of it was in the cold. It's hard to get from where you were anywhere in the country. It's just a hard it's hard because all the different places that they gotta stop.
0: Yeah, and I think Southwest was being overcautious because I had a few friends who were at this wedding that I was at who flew other airlines and were able to make it back to Austin on Monday. Delta? There was somebody on a Delta
1: flight. Oh, nobody flies. Tired. Nobody There's, flies. Delta. If
0: they went Delta, they're still in Atlanta. If they went Delta, someone shit on their plane. <laughs> That's right. And they're in Atlanta
1: somewhere waiting for another flight, another flight to happen. Well, it's good to have you back, man. I hope you had a good time. So,
0: yeah. I kind of felt like Ted Cruz or Steve Adler out in San Francisco. I was in one of the warmest places in the country. I mean, I had like mid-60s weather out there in San Francisco. Everyone back here is dealing with freezing temperatures, and some folks were losing their power and losing their water, and I'm just out there on the beach in the Bay Area yesterday, like kind of feeling bad, but also kind of like, ah, not too bad out here
1: not a bad place to have spend some time in the in the in the texas winters go to california uh-huh. you know, head to the beach absolutely right so based
0: on how many californians live in austin i thought it'd be easier to get from there to here but apparently yeah. not so much
1: wagon not. train wagon trains easier than yeah. flying back here good morning to the soldiers at fort Cavasas, texas the soldiers in the state of texas and all those that fight for us each and every day come rain shine high waters you're always there. We do appreciate it. Thank you so very much, and please be careful out there.
0: You're right, man. You look at the weather forecast here in Austin, and it looks made up. I mean, the low temperature today is 15.15, yes. 15, and the high temperature tomorrow is 70. And no 55, way! How is that po- 55 degree difference. Remember, I don't of- do
1: weather. I only do rain. I don't. I, mean, I can't. I have no clue.
0: How do we explain that? And then, oh, by the way, it's going to dip below freezing again on Friday. I mean, the low is 30, the high is 49, so it shouldn't be another elongated freeze like uh, y'all just dealt with, but absolutely insane that we're going from 15 to 70 in the span of like 24 hours. Welcome to
1: Austin. It was miserably cold, too. I mean, it was, the wind. we had a little wind whipping up, not a lot, but enough. It wasn't the revenant of two years ago, but. It was revenant light because I had that revenant jacket that I got from uh, Ariat. I wore that, so I know it was cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, so from here to the shed and back, I had that jacket on and numerous types of hoodies. I went through all my different hoodies just to go outside and come back in, dude. It was you couldn't be out there for more than about fifteen minutes. And those people working outside, bless you, over the last couple of days because that is true misery. I can I can go from being hot to finding a way to get cold. But when I'm cold, it's hard to get warm.
0: It just is. Yeah, it was cold leaving the plane last night. I probably got oh. in around 745. And just the walk, it's about a five-minute walk from the airport terminal to the Uber pickup line. And just in that stretch, I was like, oh, man, this is oh, this it's is rough. It,
1: it's, it's been misery. It really, really has. And as I said, it's been bitter cold. When you're talking about in the teens for us, yeah. and you know i get into my car and it still says like 26 i'm like damn it's cold It's still cold in the car it you know is. but when you step out outside it's just it, it it just was it just was awful but you know what as i said get rid of some of the flies get rid of some of the bugs and things like that that we needed to get them out of the way they should be gone now
0: yep that should have killed be- off some of the skeeters and well we'll probably still have the big freeze in february cuz that's oh, usually no, right. when it happens right oh yeah
1: that thing is still i'm going to forecast that that thing is still just around the corner the next month if if not at the end of this month if we're not out of the woods we're not we don't get out of the woods here until march mid march sometime after spring break there's a there's always a possibility to me always till spring break the weird things can happen but lately it's been february this is just a little shot and you know me, I started winterizing this son of a gun at the end of the summer, getting it ready. And I had everything, I had my heaters on the pumps. You know, I, I, got, I bagged out of that $400 deal with Granger and got something from, um, from uh, Home Depot that, that worked for my pipes and stuff, and those got wrapped. The dog, of course, some of my wonderful plants that I have, I covered up but the stupid dog, kept going and pulling the burlap off of them and walk, just dropping it in the front yard so i made that my exercise routine because i had to do that about five times a day every mm-hmm. day because this dope just had he wouldn't chew it apart he just would bring it and lay it there he would take it off the plant so and he spent his time in the garage yogi spent his time in his big igloo you know and yogi wanted to lay outside but at nine years old just too old too cold even too yeah. cold for the great pyrenees in so you
0: weather. you didn't lose your power or water
1: no everything everything was uh, i didn't lose any power Generally the power deal out in this part of the of the of this area, Central Texas, is because all the wires are up top. You know, there's not, you know, I've got stuff underground. I got a brand new house. So so most of my wiring is still underground. But when you look around this area, there's old telephone poles and all that's the shit that really goes, the, the ice gets and the trees fall on and stuff, and you're losing power for days. That's what happens. You you should be able to, you know, if you do the right things with your system and you put heaters on your pumps. Before they hit the big the big tanks that people have wells and stuff out here, you'll be fine. All you have to do is wrap the pipes. That should that should do you for three or four for the what we just got through going through. So I'm I'm glad I started to do that stuff ahead of time. And you know, once again, Woods Comfort Systems still cranking out the heat in this bad boy now.
0: Yep, still warm,
1: still nice and warm. I had everything all fixed up before this thing hit. We had talked about that with Woods Comfort Center. So you know systems I, I made sure that i had all my stuff ready to go because i knew it, it was either going to be this month or next month and i'm still on the lookout for next month again too that's when sure. we get that's when we get the, the the stuff with the rain the sleet and crap that's that's the real pain in the ass but you know what i did on tuesday i, I my wife indicated to me that was the first time in our 5 year marriage that i spent 24 hours in the house without saying i got to go somewhere she took my keys i couldn't get out that was Monday? I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday or Monday. No, I, mean, I know you
0: went to was, a meeting yesterday. Yesterday was Tuesday. Okay, so it, it, was Mon- it was
1: Monday. Officially, she would not let me leave the house. She goes, first time we've been together in the house all day without you saying, I got to go. I hey, got to get in my car and drive somewhere.
0: It was uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Come on. Yeah.
1: We, celebrated. we celebrated with me being in the house and not going anywhere
0: there you I couldn't go get
1: to, i couldn't get to the parade with zay and trey you know the brotherhood parade the brumbos oh yeah Gum the Gumbros. yeah couldn't get there
0: yeah yeah those guys say that they've ended racism with that picture they took in new orleans they so. just
1: started a whole lot of other stuff though
0: they did indeed all right well hope everyone out there is staying warm hope you all have your power hope you all have your water and your hot water yeah uh, i know my, my folks and Galveston lost power for about six hours yesterday. Their house was about 53, 54 degrees before Ooh. the power clicked back on. But thankfully, they're all right. Once again, hopefully everybody out there is is doing okay. An important question from our guy, Ashish, before we dive into the uh, Texas football news of the morning. Ashish, our guy from 7-Eleven, asks, how much poop did you see on the streets of SF? Uh, some would be my answer to that, to quote the great... Tom Herman, I saw some poop, but I did see something I think I've never seen before, buck. I saw just a giant human log with a cigarette sticking out the top.
1: Come on, man. Well, it
0: looked like a birthday cupcake, you know, where you put the little uh, candle sticking out of the top. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw one of those in SF. So oh, that was-
1: those homeless people are very creative.
0: Yes, they are. Yes. They are, and there are a lot of them out there. That's too bad. bad. Yes, it is. All right.
1: Around here. It is cold for those folks living without a roof over their head. Let me tell you, I don't know. I'd be, (laughs) I'd be dead man walking. I'd be frozen to death. There's just no, just no way. I would have to, I would have to cuddle and hug them. You know what I'm saying? I would have to go. Yes. I would have to put my arms around them and hug them. If I had to survive out there. And that's Mm. obviously what they do because it is brutal. It was brutally cold. As you said, it's not gone now. Don't think it's it's, now tomorrow. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be nice tomorrow, but it's coming
0: back again. If you're homeless, you need to be in California or Florida. Like, right. You got to be in those temperate climates where the weather doesn't change that much. Like you can't. I mean, the fact that there are homeless people who live in like New York or the Midwest or just where it gets really cold for long periods of time, that makes no sense to me. But uh, yeah. I would
1: start walking from where I lived if I was in New York. I would start walking to California. Yeah, get Why wait? Go. I got to go. Get
0: you a greyhound. I've taken it. It's not that
1: bad. No, just jump on the back of one. Yeah. Someone's going to ask you to hold a crate of chickens or something. Other than that, that's all right.
0: I'll take it all right hey texas texas picked up two more commits very nice from the transfer portal yesterday uh a wide receiver and a linebacker we'll start with the wide receiver because i think he's the bigger name of the two silas bolden from oregon state announced on his social media yesterday that he is taking his talents to austin for the 2024 season he was a junior in corvallis this past year he led oregon state in catches and receiving yards 54 catches 746 receiving yards had five touchdowns as well primarily a slot guy for jonathan smith's offense at oregon state and he is coming to texas so that is now two transfer receiver additions scratch that three transfer receiver additions for Texas, it started with Matthew Golden coming over from Houston a couple of weeks ago. And yep. Then last week it was Isaiah Bond coming over from Alabama after Nick Saban announced his retirement. And then yesterday it's Silas Bolden. So, Buck, we were wondering what the Texas wide receiver room was going to look like, right? We spent a lot of time talking about the lack of returning production the Longhorns had at wide receiver after Worthy and Mitchell and Whittington all said they were going off to the NFL not one, not two, but three additions from the portal for the Texas Longhorns. An unbelievable job done by Sark and his coaching staff to not rebuild, but replenish and reload in that wide receiver room.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's yet to be seen, but Golden is, is the number one guy. Obviously, we know that. I watched Bond this year. He really came on in the second half of the season, like the quarterback did for Alabama. He's He can be a special player. The other kid's very similar to... to To Whittington, to me, that's I I like the way he plays. I I mean, I like the way he played at Oregon State. I think this is a, I think this, this turns out to be, and then you've got Cook, who's already here. This, this, these four guys will make up because Sark doesn't use five or six guys. He used three, generally, he'll use three, possibly four. But that, those three right there, we who haven't been here before, is that's a pretty good threesome right there unto itself. So this is, this is a very interesting group. And, how quick will they bond together, so so to speak? So, and I, I think this is a mature group. I think you you you, you you're still going to be missing something. That was an unbelievably talented group. When that whole uh, Mitchell deal is, is is the big miss to me. So it it'll, it's just a matter of time. It'll take. And, and plus, they'll get here for the spring. They'll be they'll be here at spring ball, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. So you you've got you've really got three guys that will have to learn the system. But you have a mature guy coming from Houston that understands what football is about. And then you have two others that can be here for two years. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, all three of those guys have played college football for at least two years. Sure, right? Matthew Golden spent a couple of years down at Houston. Isaiah Bond played a couple of years at Alabama. And once again, Silas Bolden was a junior last year, so he spent three years at Oregon State. So you've got guys who have skins on the wall. you got guys who have been there, done that at the college level. You don't just have to project anymore. Like no. oh, You know, I think these guys are going to be good, right? Like, I think Jonte Cook's going to be awesome. I think – DeAndre Moore has some talent to him. I think I, knew, I know
1: it. more about these guys than I know about the guys that are already here. Sure. I mean, you only had eight
0: career catches for all of the other receivers on this Texas roster before right. these three transfers got here. So, yeah. Now, nah, like, look, like you said, these guys are new to Texas. They're new to their system. They'll have to learn Steve Sarkeesian's offense, and they'll obviously have to build a rapport with Quinn Ewers. But well, these guys know what it takes to be successful on Saturdays in the fall. And Texas didn't have a lot of those guys. Hell, they didn't really have any of those guys before two weeks ago. So yeah, and
1: Bond's got all the all the tools. I mean, that guy, boy, that guy was getting open later in the year like nobody's business. And you were wondering what the hell was going on in the beginning of the season. It was just the quarterback wasn't very good in the beginning of the season. Yeah, he's just taking him some uh, some time to get accustomed to being a star quarterback at Alabama and throwing the ball down the field. But towards the end, Bond was his
0: guy. He was was making
1: plays all over the field.
0: And you think of the best play of the season for Alabama football, that fourth and goal from the 31 in Mm -hmm. the final minute against Auburn. Obviously, Isaiah Bond was the uh, receiver on that play. He was uh, one half of the miracle at Jordan hair right there, but had just one catch in the loss to Texas, but really picked up his play as the season went along 48 catches, 668 yards and four touchdowns for Isaiah bond at Alabama. And that guy's got sec experience. And, and that's the thing with yes. all three of these guys, like look only Isaiah bond played in the sec, but all of these three receivers that the longhorns have brought it in, uh, brought in, have all played in power five college right. football. Like it's I said, I know like, more
1: about them than I know about the guys that are here.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's one thing to bring in anybody from college football. Like, that's still an upgrade over high school football, but you're talking about you know a guy who played at Houston in the Big 12 last year and had success. The Pac-12 was the best it's been maybe ever this past season. Sure. And Silas Bolden put up really, really good numbers for Oregon State. And, and he'll be with a
1: better quarterback now.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think all, all three they of all will. those guys will be with uh, a better quarterback with Quinn Ewers coming back for his third year. As the starter in Austin. So it's crazy.
1: Young ones that are coming. And plus you got a five-star coming here as a wide receiver. I mean, this, this will be quite the group. So that's,
0: that's what I wonder about. Right. And you absolutely take all three of these transfers that Texas has added to its receiver room. But what does John Cook think about this? What does Ryan Wingo think about this? Hey, hey, hey,
1: we, we, we're just trying to get better. Y'all we're not. You know, you want to come here and compete, come here and compete. You're a five-star. You're one of the best one of the best players in the United States. You come here, you compete with these guys. These guys aren't for these aren't first-round draft picks that you're looking at. These guys weren't five-stars. You're a five-star. Come here and be a five-star. You'll get your time. Right. Uh-huh. In this offense, you'll get I mean, if you if you get to you get in this offense and you're having some success, you're going to be playing. I mean, that's all you can ask for, really.
0: No, you you can ask for not three transfers to come in and maybe take your spot. You can be like my spot. Yeah. Like if you're John cook, you're like, dude, I waited behind three NFL wide receivers this year. And I thought I was going to get my chance to start and he'll, he will have the chance to compete for playing time and a starting job. But I, I don't know, man. I could see Jonte cook being a little bit upset that, He's like, oh well, the three guys in front of me started, so that means I'm a plug-and-play starter next year, and here we go. And then it's like, oh, no, they just brought in three other guys who could – Yeah, no, you're going to have
1: to earn your position as a sophomore. You're still just a sophomore in college, and right. you don't have a lot of experience. I don't care who you played behind. You haven't played. You haven't found a way to have the coaches think that I'm I'm good enough to be in this starting rotation. You know what? Maybe you'll, maybe you'll only catch 25 balls as a sophomore. Maybe that following year when you're looking – looking in the transfer portal, maybe they don't look as hard, and maybe you catch 60 balls. Then that next year, maybe you're a 100-ball catcher, the, you know, in your last year, and you're ready to move off. And, and, and then the next guy comes in. And for Wingo, that's just a matter of he's a big, strong-looking guy. He is gonna, he's, gonna be, he's everything that you're looking for. He may not be that as a freshman, but, but by the time he's a sophomore, some of these guys are going to be gone, you know. I mean, if he, if he wants to come and start, then beat these guys out. Right. And maybe you beat out maybe you beat out the, the kid that came from Oregon State. Maybe you're just that good as a five star. Maybe you're better than the guy who came from Houston as a five star. It's just a matter of time of proving it. It won't take long for them to see that. It'll only take the spring. They'll know how good you are by the spring. Now for, for Cook this year, I, I just don't know. I know he's got speed, but I, I but like I said I know more about these other three dudes than I know about him. As you said, there are only were eight other balls out there.
0: Right. So the optimistic way of looking at this is, Hey, maybe John Tay cook is like, well, I get to learn from three really, really good proven college receivers. And that's going to make me better at my craft and that will help my development. But,
1: or I'm good now, as good as these guys, one of those guys is going to be a backup to me.
0: Yeah, maybe. And that's the mindset. John Tay cook has to have right going into spring football here in a few weeks. He's got to think that, all right, I'm better than these dudes. I'm going to show this coaching staff that I'm better than these guys. And that's right. Uh, I know, you know, Bolden and bond and golden have all played at previous stops, but Hey, they're going to have to come off the bench here at Texas. Cause I'm better right. than one of those dudes. But, and
1: I um, know, that I know this system. I I've been around this system now for a, a year going on my second year, year and a half. So yeah. I understand what, what the head coach and what the position coach is looking for. I've been coached by a pretty good position coach who's just about getting ready to coach three NFL wide receivers in his first year. You know, I mean, you can't have it any better. He's, He's at a pretty good advantage right now. You just he's just not giving a given a job. He's not always just because those three left, he's not just saying they're, they're not just saying this is your position. No, you're gonna still have to go earn that position. And most do still as a sophomore.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I someone's gonna transfer. There might be two receivers who transfer after the spring. And I hope John is not one of them. yeah, you're
1: you're you're absolutely right. That's, that's like that's be. my fear. Look, I, I, they'll you know. do they'll go and they'll dig out of the portal out of spring ball from somewhere else, and somebody else will come in.
0: Right. Well, yeah, they're, they're not going to be able to bring in any studs after the spring, I wouldn't think, because usually well, somebody the guys will do... be
1: disgruntled after the spring.
0: Yeah, people are going to leave. But if you're leaving a place like Texas, then, you know, you're going to go somewhere probably worse than Texas. They're but if you're areas. leaving somewhere
1: else to come to Texas, it's probably
0: how good was that guy? Yeah, you're not starting here. So I don't yeah. know. I'm a sports over like that's uh, no one's entered the portal just yet. And look, I I truly believe competition breeds excellence. So I'm not upset at all that Bond and Golden and Bolden are all coming in. I think they're all impact players. And uh, all of a sudden, a position that looked like a big-time question mark for Texas looks like an area of strength, once again, for the Longhorns. And you need good wide receivers. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, he'll be the first to tell you, his best offenses have always been loaded with skill, position, talent on the outside. The best offenses now at all levels of football are loaded with great wide receivers. And Texas now has – Great wide receivers once again. It's and just, just
1: think about it. The only one that stayed healthy during this whole thing last year was most of the time was Jordan Whittington. And he would, you know, this guy's gone through went through a second year of being healthy. I mean, A. D. Mitchell was okay. Yeah. You know, and, and more he they didn't, didn't miss work. a game.
0: Yeah, no, those guys stayed very healthy last you year.
1: Still need, you still need five receivers. You still gotta need five or six receivers, just like you need three quarterbacks around this place. Okay. If you don't have a backup to the starter here, then you're crazy. If you're back. They they're catching 60 balls. They got to be ready to play. Yeah. I think this is a great situation for Texas. But one situation I don't like for Texas is the fact that you still lost your defensive line coach because you couldn't get his kid in school. That bothers me.
0: Yeah, that one still hurts right there. I got
1: I got I gotta delve into this a little bit more with Chip on how that I mean, I know academics are this supposed specialty, but dude, you can't lose your football coach over a guy who's already been in college. Who's had college curriculum and he was only going to be around for a year. You if if that's the case that you lost that dude because he wanted to coach his son for one year, then you didn't offer him enough money or you didn't work hard enough to get his kid in for one year yeah. to survive here for a year. And it's not like he came out of high school. He came, he went, he's been studying college stuff. Now I don't know how well he's been studying it, but he's been in college.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know all the de- uh, all of the details. Well, I just malfunctioned there. I don't know all of the details of how the uh, Bo Davis departure went down. Um, I know Chip's initial report mentioned all of what you just mentioned. So I don't know if it was an issue of, yeah, Texas just not being able to get Bo Davis' the son into school. Uh, maybe it could have been more than that, right? You got to remember Coach Bo Davis played at LSU, went to LSU, started his coaching career at LSU. So that might be home to him and – Uh, For some guys, getting the chance to go coach at your alma mater is an opportunity that you can't pass up. Well,
1: it's all right to pass it up if you're not the head coach. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly why it went down the way that it did. Going back as a coordinator?
0: I don't think it was. No, it's the same job. It's a lateral movement in terms of position. Um, I don't think Texas would get money whipped by LSU, right? No, that's what I'm saying.
1: They wouldn't get money whipped. They got academically whipped.
0: Right. You and know? that's, I mean, it that was kind the Texas, first time. If,
1: he, if they got him in school here, Bo Davis was staying here. He wasn't going to LSU and leaving his son at Texas, would he? That's what it sounds
0: like. I don't yeah. know that for sure, but that's uh, what the insiders were saying when the news dropped a couple of weeks ago. So uh, look, some of that stuff's out of Sark's control. Like he, he could try as much as he wants, but ultimately, sure. this is a, an institution of higher learning. And we all joke about them being student athletes, but at the end of the day, they still are college students. And this is not the first time Texas hasn't let somebody in due to academics. This has happened with Texas sports programs for decades now, where it's like, oh, you think you've got this really talented recruit coming in, but no, he doesn't have the academic chops to get into school. Like that's that's how it goes sometimes. So and most of
1: that comes from being in high school. To get into this level, usually
0: it is high school. Yeah. Obviously, this whole transfer portal is relatively new. So, most of the incidents that I'm talking about, yeah, were from high school to college where a guy just didn't take enough classes to graduate high school on time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Once again, all of the ins and outs of why it went down. But Bo Davis not being here hurts. And Texas lost uh, a member of its 2024 high school recruiting class yesterday, DeAndre Robinson a three- to four-star defensive tackle from the state of Florida who had signed a couple of weeks ago as part of National Signing Day 1. He uh, asked for and was granted his release from his letter of intent. And reason to believe, well, because that guy is a defensive tackle and because the defensive line coach that he thought he was playing for left, that is why DeAndre Robinson decided to uh, withdraw his name from the University of Texas. So that's sort of the first bit of attrition that we've seen from Texas with the uh the Bo Nav- uh, Bo Davis news, excuse
1: yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's to be expected if you got a relationship with the guy who's recruited you, then all of a sudden he's recruited you there and he's gone in a matter of weeks. He's out of there. So he'll be recruited either by LSU or somebody obviously in Florida has still got a scholarship awaiting that kid. Yeah. I mean, whoever yeah. the runner, whoever the runner-up was, you know. Sure.
0: And that's or, it's I mean, disappointing because like a couple of a couple of the insiders and I think Jordan Scruggs who's on our show from 11 to noon. And I think Hank South who also works at horns 24 seven, who joins chip and Zay uh, every week for a conversation talking about recruiting. Like both of those guys really like Deandre Robinson. They thought he was one of the more underrated finds for Texas in this recruiting class. And some people said he had the chance to maybe be the next of Andre sweat where it's like, Not a super highly talented recruit out of high school, but he gets in the right system and he develops the right way. Then he's got a chance to be a big time impact player down the road. Like nobody thought Tavondre Sweat was going to be T-Sweat when he was a three star coming out of high school. But under the tutelage of Bo Davis, he became the best defensive lineman in college football. Yeah, you know, lofty, lofty expectation for a guy like DeAndre Robinson. Hey, but expectations nonetheless. So Yeah, people Uh, thought he uh, was a hidden gem that uh, this coaching staff found this year, and unfortunately we're not going to get to see it here in Austin. So, uh, yeah, the first little negative domino from the Bo Davis news has fallen. Still no decision made by Steve Sarkeesian on who will replace Bo Davis as this team's defensive line coach. I'm starting to think, Buck, that there's a chance whoever the next D-line coach is is still coaching right now. I yes, guess. I, I, I believe it. so
1: too. I, I've I got a feeling that yeah, he's going to dip into the NFL. He did that for wide receiver. Why why not do that for defensive line coach? I mean, that would he's going to go to the best direction he can. I mean, money won't be a problem with this. I mean, Sark has just made all kinds of money. Thank you, Nick Saban, for retiring. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's they're going to get the best of the best. And if you can yeah. get an NFL guy who coached defensive line, that's awesome.
0: Yep, Sark's done a great job with uh, just about every coaching staff hire that he's made to this point. I've got the utmost faith that he is going to knock it out of the park again with this next D-line coach, and we'll see. who. Yeah, is we talked about here. Dwayne
1: Aquino a little bit coming back, and will he be an analyst or will he will he be on the field? I wish he could be on the field, but once again, I was explaining to Trey that there's a certain amount of you know, youthfulness you need when you're going out here and it's 110 degrees and you're doing that and you're out on that field every day, yelling and screaming. I mean, sometimes that you just start to wear down. Sometimes it just becomes a young man game. Wherever you're an analyst, you can just chill out. You know, you're watching a lot of film. You're still very productive. You can still help out what's going on. I mean, you know, there, there's not a lot of, I mean, guys that, I mean, he's almost my age. Okay. Let's get to Dwayne
0: Aquina in a second because we're not sure he's coming to Austin anymore. So uh, we had some uh, de- developments yesterday afternoon that uh kind of broke the hearts of some Longhorn fans. In ooh, the span was- of a few hours, it went from oh, we're getting DBU back. And then now uh I don't know if Duana is coming back anymore. But before we get to that, let's give some love to uh some of the great sponsors that we've got. But
1: how about our good friend Dr. Greg Eckert? I love Dr. Eckert and his dentistry. I mean now for seven years I've had these veneers of mine and I can't be happier about my smile. I, I wanted to have that Denzel look, that Denzel smile and I got just that in just two visits. He's got an all-star group of professionals that do gen, general dentistry and then they do the most advanced work and that is restoring teeth. And as I said, I had mine done in just two visits with a good doctor. And folks, if you're interested in uh, thinking about not having veneers but having something very similar at a little bit of more affordable price, How about dental implants? How about turning that frown upside down in just one day? Leave with a smile. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving him a call at 512-345-3166. He is taking on new patients for 24 right now. You can give the good doctor a call and find out if that's what you want to do. Come in, get a consultation with Dr. Eckert. And if you've got some general dentistry that needs to be done, teeth cleaning, teeth widening, tooth loss solution, of course, extraction. Dr. Eckert is there for you too. But one of the main things about Dr. Eckert is the fact that he's not afraid to use IV sedation on you to get your teeth fixed. And whether it's a cleaning or you have to have a tooth removed, or if you had to have crowns you know, put in, Dr. Eckert is all about knocking you out and getting it done so that you're not going through all this pain and you're not exposing yourself to bad health because you're not taking care of your dental health. Dr. Eckert will do that just for you. Once again, he's been doing this for over 28 years, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. 512-345-3166.
0: He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Dr. Eckert. Shout out to 7-Eleven as well. We already had our guy Ashish on the YouTube comment line chiming in earlier today. Love Ashish. Love Wendy. Love uh, the entire team. At 7-Eleven, y'all know about 7-Eleven, the great food, the great drinks, everything that they have to fuel you up to get your day started. You need hard a copy get, get your hard copy today, like the buck. If uh, you're making your way to work this morning for the first time in a while, make sure you uh, pick up some coffee to get you going. They've got the energy drinks, the great snacks, everything you need. Plus, you've got to download that 7-Eleven app to cash in on the 7 Rewards Program. That they've got, it's going to give you uh, lots of discounts and free stuff when you go into 7-Eleven. I'll be making my way there today, I think, too. I need me some there you snacks.
1: Go. There you go. You need some snacks. You're not eating good. You're not eating good for the new year. You made no promises about what you're going to do for the new year.
0: Oh, no. My hey, new year's from- resolution is to get fat as shit. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> wow. i doing the opposite of what everybody else is trying. You yeah, know? There you
1: go. That's a That's a good deal. So, you know, did you hear me talking to Trey yesterday about paying it forward at seven at uh, Starbucks a couple yeah. days ago when I, did, when I did get out before the, the craziness started? You know, I like to pay it forward every once in a while when I go through the drive through I'll do it probably twice a year. And I thought, hey, why not do it in January of the new year? I'd have to do it January 1st or the 2nd. I just picked a random day. So the car behind me at Starbucks, I paid for mine. My bill was $2.30 for just a cup of joe a little bit of cream in it i told the lady at the window the same lady that i ended up going back there and bringing a heater to was having some trouble at her house brought her one of my heaters that i had purchased before the summer ended you know what oh yeah gave her a heater she said my pipes are frozen i don't have a heater i went to Oh, you
0: you warmed up her pipes
1: i warmed her pipes up she she needed a heater Cleaned no, them out, huh? None none left at tractor supply. So I said, I've got one at the house. I'll be right back. So she I said, I'm gonna pay that for that person's meal behind me. Their meal was $25 in change. They were grocery shopping at Starbucks for the entire neighborhood, BK. I was like, I was like stunned. She goes, ah. Oh, theirs is $25. And I was waiting for her to say, maybe you want to pay it forward. Back the car behind that, maybe, and find out. And I had to go the route of, okay, Buck, don't be cheap. Don't sound cheap here. Just get it over with. Maybe you don't have to do it twice this year. Maybe this is your once and done. And I've been dreading the time when I was going to do this, BK, and somebody was going to have a bill of $75 because every little leaguer had to have a you know, hibiscus drink or something from Starbucks or whatever. I got I got.
0: I got God. Oh, 25 it. bucks! Oh,
1: it ended up being a thirty dollars because I had to tip
0: her. It was Dude, no way! Bucks. They that person behind you caught wind that no you were going to do that, and they're like, "No, hmm, what else can I, I order?" I this the hook them out, put
1: the hook them out, and just drove off, mad as shit. You know, I was like, I was trying to pretend like, "Oh no, don't be a cheapskate," but you know, I was thinking about it when she said, "Your bill is two thirty something." Theirs is twenty-five and change. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Okay, I got it. Hey, you I had be, it. did I have to be the big show? I couldn't go, oh no, I can't do this. How could really I do it? To
0: hook him? You should have given the bird.
1: <laughs> no, but I couldn't do I couldn't do that. I couldn't all of a sudden pull back on that, right? You could I mean, have. Had, you could have. No, you couldn't. No, you yeah, can't do that. You could have been like, pay. I'll
0: do it next time or I'll pay for the car behind them or something I like could. that. I
1: couldn't. You can't do that. You can't tell the, the cashier, I got those drinks from behind me. And then when she tells you the price, you can't go, Oh no, I can't afford this. Oh no. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Maybe next time. So I don't know that I don't know if that ends it for me in doing that. No, you just got to take a chance. That's all. Plus, it was just one person in the car. How many drinks were they buying for the entire
0: neighborhood? Yeah, maybe for the office or something, right? They were getting which can't be cheap. You can't then you can't pull out. Okay. Well, you you can always pull. It. Hold on! Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, no, it, no, no! 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 For what? kids in the car line here. No, you can always pull out. No, okay? always, and you should. No, no, no,
1: dude, no. I'm in there. I need to stay in there, and I, I hung in there tight. I was in there tight. I. Isn't uh, there something just, that you were soaking in there like BYU? <laughs> Is there? Isn't there a way that the cashier should probably tell you, like, give say to you, are you sure you want to do this because I know what their bill is. I mean, there's something they should do. I got Sounds like she warned you. She told you it was 25 bucks and gave you the opportunity to say no thanks. No, she should say she I mean to be helpful. I, I did win got our heater. She could have said, "Maybe next time, but this one's $25. You know, maybe the one behind them is $7 including mm. yours." But no, you got to you got to stand in there tight. You got to be in, there. you can't pull out. I stay right there. So, no, I'm in. I'm in it to win it. You no, know,
0: oh, it was too
1: funny because I'd been dreading this day when I, when that happened to me, because I was going to think it was going to be worse. There were going to be like five people in there, but they had to get drinks for five other people. Mm-hmm. I was waiting. But then Joyce said to me, my wife says, you know what, dude, you probably got off easy. She goes, those fancy drinks. That's only a couple drinks at Starbucks. You know, I was going to say
0: what, what, what is 25 bucks at Starbucks? Like four drinks. Maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe like two drinks and two pastries or something. I don't go to Starbucks. I have no idea what that gets you.
1: I think for me, twenty five dollars means you're grocery shopping in there. Like, I mean, you should just go to H E B and quit messing around. Why are you grocery shopping at Starbucks? But I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not cheap. I didn't want to act cheap. I couldn't, I couldn't say no to it. But there are some people that said, "But you just should have said maybe next time."
0: Mm. Well, good for right. you, as Steven says. Santa Bucky strikes again. That is, uh, that is very nice of you to pay it forward like that. I don't think I've ever done that before.
1: I, no, I have seen people do it. I see people. Somebody's done that to me before. And I always thought that's really a nice thought. Go, th- hey, I'm having a cup of Joe and maybe a pastry. I'm not going in there buying eight drinks. And then- I'm telling
0: you, dude. I'm I'm convinced <laughs> that the first time I try that, oh, you're gonna the- get
1: it. You're gonna be the one that gets
0: it. Yeah, the the worker and the driver of the car behind me are going to be in cahoots, and they're going to be like communicating. I'm going to say, "Hey, the guy said he'd pay for your order, so add like five more things to it." <laughs> you get five more. Get five yeah, more yeah, macchiatos. Keep going. Yeah, just yeah, knock yeah, yeah, at yeah. the neighbor's
1: house and just give it to him. Yeah, it's almost it, like when I gave you that gift card that day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, what, yeah, when
1: you rolled up in there with that what you thought was what a hundred dollar gift card, and it was what twenty five dollars. Oh, what was that for? It was the burger place. It was um,
0: not Hat Creek.
1: No, it wasn't Hat Creek because we know we could do it. It was the other burger place. Damn it. Um, Mighty Fine.
0: Oh, Mighty Fine. Oh, Mighty
1: Fine Burgers. You rolled up in there and you had your boys with you and and you were big time.
0: Yeah, I got God. I thought I had a hundred bones on that gift card and. I did not have close to a hundred. 25,
1: 25 didn't get you very far at mighty fines for no, their burgers.
0: No. Wow. Wow. That's funny. Well, yeah. Good on you. That's hilarious though. So that's the last time you're ever going to do that, huh?
1: Uh, no, I'll do it again. I'll take a shot, but I'm going to look and I'm going to, I'm going to have a conversation with the, with the person at the window first. What's it like? What are they, what do they, what does it sound like they're getting here? Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what they're getting. They're getting $4 and 70 cents. Oh, that's good. I got that's this. good. But if she says, oh, no, that's $37, I'm like, screw them. Screw them. And I'm going to shoot the bird out the out the window at them. Hey, you had your <laughs> chance. You blew your opportunity.
0: Uh, you know? That's awesome. Great that story there. Un- unbelievable. unbelievable. All right. Shout out to uh, all the great people of Central Texas there. Yes. And, uh, nice of and, you. And, hey, shout that. out to Sue
1: Patrick because we'll be there tomorrow. We're yep. back again at our home away from home. Yes, and indeed. Eight to ten. True. Fifty two, twenty two, Burnett Road. Come see us eight yep. to ten. We'll be. They will. They won't let you in the doors. To what nine thirty, right? Nine thirty. Yes.
0: Yeah, but uh, we'll be broadcasting live from Sue Patrick tomorrow morning. Hope to we see all of you out there. Tons of great Longhorn gear. Uh, just tons of great gear in general. All sorts of clothes, cool trinkets, stuff for the house or apartment can really spruce up your place. And uh, the best selection of Longhorn take- gear that you can find.
1: We did a fine job for them, and they did a fine job for me because all my family back in Pennsylvania, you know, they had – and they all my nieces and nephews, they wanted hoodies. Sue Patrick has a a some specialty hoodies that are still hanging out there, and those things are only like between $32 and $39. Now, you go anywhere else, those are $70 hoodies. They've got them on the racks in there, and I loaded up. I loaded up the Christmas tree for, for cousins and nephews, and everybody, little high schoolers, they all want – Double legs. I mean, whatever they want to be gangsters, they can't have a hoodie that actually fits them. I mean, it has to be so that they can put their firearms in or something. What's the deal with that?
0: Hmm, the big what? hoodie,
1: the big hoodie. What's the big, the big hoodie? I'm talking about, I'm talking about girls that are oh, girls,
0: girl. That's yeah. not just a young girl thing, like, and I don't know, like girls like the oversized sweater, sweatshirt, hoodie, whatever, nightgowns, and all that
1: kind of stuff. They wear Man. them for they wear them in the house when it's cold, but they don't. They don't want the tight fitting stuff. They like them. They like them big.
0: Yeah. Well, talking about your grandkids, dude, that's gross.
1: (laughs) But they got all that stuff at Sue Patrick. I'm pretty sure they're going to have all kinds of sales when we're there tomorrow. So come on in and say hi. We met a lot of folks, a lot of you folks from Sue Patrick. We met you in New Orleans. So it was good to see you. It'll be good to see you tomorrow, too.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Into this Dwayne Aquino story. So. Yesterday morning, I'm sure you and Trey talked about this for a little bit. We all thought that Coach Aquino was coming home. Of course, the legendary DB coach here at Texas for a decade uh, has been gone from this program for about a decade, and he's been bouncing around. He was at Stanford for a while. He spent last season as an analyst on the coaching staff at the University of Arizona. Well, there were reports a couple of days ago that said Coach Aquino was returning to Austin to be an analyst for the University of Texas and man that was such a huge get for Steve Sarkeesian and company right the secondary was not good at this past season obviously it's what did Texas in in the Sugar Bowl loss to Washington a couple of weeks ago there are a lot of Texas fans who are like we got to get rid of Terry Joseph we got to get rid of Blake Gideon and I've been saying, look, Sark's not going to make changes to his no, staff. He likes the after last
1: season. No,
0: this is the best season this team has had in 15 years. Sark's best season ever as a head coach. He's not going to change things right now. But he might add. And he was trying to add. And Dwayne Aquina would have been a big-time add for yes. the staff with all of the experience that Just he Just like added. we thought that
1: Gary Patterson was
0: a big add. Sure. He here. sure. Paul Christ helped this past yeah. season, too, with the offensive side of the football and – Yeah, Dwayne Aquino, with not only what he has done at Texas, but with what he's done just as a coach throughout the entirety of his long career in this sport, uh, would have been a godsend for this Texas secondary. Felt like it was happening, and then, well, nothing has been confirmed, but there was a report from Jacob Saliga, who covers the University of Arizona for rivals, and he tweeted yesterday at 1120, so not too long after you got off the air, Buck, that uh, he said, quote, just heard from multiple sources in the building. Dwayne Aquina has been offered a job by Brent Brennan, who is the new head coach at Arizona, and is expected to accept a massive pickup for Brennan. As Aquina recently departed the Wildcats for Texas, but looks to be coming back to Tucson. So, he'll yeah. be one of the highest paid coaches on that staff or in that conference. I don't know exactly what job. Dwayne Akina got offered. I don't know if it was a defensive coordinator job. I don't know if it was the DB coach job, a secondary oh, coach job, whatever. head coach, the whole works. Yeah, it might be that whole deal. But look, if Akina was coming here to be a analyst or an analyst, which it sounds like that's what he was doing, then you know those guys don't make a lot of money. Analysts make no, like no, five and, figures.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you're, you're looking at a, at a guy that's one step from retirement if that's what was going to happen.
0: Yeah. 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 And uh, like the difference between salaries, between an analyst role and an actual full time staff role, is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Around like, here, yes, it is for yeah, sure. You, even if Akeena's is just a position coach, right? Even if he's not a defensive coordinator or a co defensive coordinator or an assistant. You guys are making two and a quarter, $300,000. Yeah, if, if he's just the secondaries coach at Arizona, he's going to be making a smooth six figures. Yeah. Whereas if he was an analyst, it's not just a Texas thing. Like you don't have money. You don't have that type of money to give out to analysts like nobody does.
1: I don't think you can. I don't think you're allowed to. I think there's a a, a set figure for an analyst, like twenty five, thirty thousand bucks. 30000 That's
0: it. I think you're right. I think you're you know, right. So Texas, for, yeah. Texas for for a coach,
1: you can do whatever you want. If the head coach says, you're my guy, here's 800000 Or if you're my coordinator, here's $1.5 million. This is what we have for you. You can do whatever you want from that point on, whatever the university is willing to pay you and the head coach.
0: Yeah. So it sucks. Um, nothing confirmed either way, but it seems like Dwayne Aquina is going to stay in Tucson with Arizona. That's a great move by their new head coach, Brent Brennan. It is. Um, I know some Texas fans are like, Oh shit. Fired. Terry Joseph or Blake Gideon. Like uh, give Akina a full time. I just don't say doing
1: it. you've been too successful this year. You're not, no matter if you've got a couple of weak weight links. Now, some people would say, Hey, get rid of the weak links. You You know, you made it to the final four. Maybe, you get rid of that that deal and you take yourself into the finals you're like you know like Washington Michigan playing for a national championship but you to have a successful season and to do what they did and still figure out a way to win the Big 12 championship and then play in the final four dude you just don't make those cha- you just don't do it and these guys are part of your recruiting base these guys have done fantastic jobs as recruiters those are hard to you know no matter what no matter what Dwayne Aquina has done here before these guys have been here and they've gone through the 3 years of building this thing it's hard to tell them i'm sorry uh, i'm going to release you now and what do they right, become yeah. do they become aimless or no those guys lose their jobs yeah. and you become familiar with their families you've been in tight with their families and some people would say i don't give a shit when you need the best you should get the best if you can get the best and i believe that i believe that to be true too but this particular guy he's had second chances He's not going to get rid of people on his staff, you know, just for the sake of saying, I'll take another guy who's a little bit better. I'll take my chances with, with guys who just won me a Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. That's just that. I mean, that's the way that that's the way Sark comes off is that type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, other, some other guys would go out. No, no, no. I'll take this. I'll take this guy. Now, when you're looking to replace Bo Davis, you're not going to take just anybody. If you can get a pro guy, you go get him. Sure. And Texas wasn't looking
0: to replace Bo Davis, right? They'd love to keep Bo Davis on staff. Now, Texas was hoping to make zero coaching changes this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to have to make two, right? Jeff Choate left a while ago. They've already replaced him. For a head coaching job. In a second. Yeah, like that's a good thing, right? Like, Of course, you don't want to lose your coaches ever. Uh, you either fire them, which is bad. That means they didn't do their job, or you lose them to somebody else, and that's disappointing because that means they did such a good job. You would like to keep them here even longer. Yeah, you lost Jeff Choate to a head coaching gig. Okay, whatever, sign of a healthy program. Uh, And obviously, you lost Bo Davis, and you've got to replace him. Now, that's where we get to this. There are some rumblings that Johnny Nansen, the recently hired linebackers coach slash co-defensive coordinator, at texas could be offered the defensive coordinator gig at arizona again obviously he just left his role as the dc at the university of arizona to come take the gig in austin which raised some eyebrows right like he had a history with steve sarkeesian those guys are great friends so it was like okay well that's a big part of why he's doing it and texas is obviously a better job than arizona but still it was like the guy's a full-time dc and he's leaving that to be a Co-DC slash position coach. Uh, it was interesting to some that that was happening. And now there's a thought that maybe uh, there could be a big money offer for Johnny Nansen to return to Arizona to be a part of the new coaching staff led by Brent Brennan. I don't know if there's been any developments there, but I know there's been some well, Don't be surprised.
1: I mean, that guy probably hadn't sold his home. His family's probably still back in Arizona. And they're going to make him the defensive coordinator Mm-hmm. from a program that had a fantastic year this year.
0: Yeah. right? I mean, he was the defensive coordinator last year, and he just yeah. left. So they would have to include a big raise. Maybe oh. Johnny Nansen didn't like Jed Fish, uh, the Arizona coach who took the job at Washington. Maybe that was part of the reason why he left. He's like, dude, the hell with this guy. If he's staying, I don't want to stay. Well, now Fish is gone. He's going to Seattle. So maybe – Nansen decides that he wants to go back to Arizona. He actually liked it there, and he liked being an offensive coordinator. He just didn't like the head coach.
1: Yeah, well, what you, you uh, got to realize is the fact that Sark now has, you know, with with his raise, he's got unlimited funds now to keep the best staff in the country that he can can gather. So money is not an object. He, he the, Texas will not be outbid for a position coach by anybody in the country. There's nobody that's going to outbid Texas. If Sark says, I need this guy. Okay, then Chris Del Connie's going to say, go get him, coach. If it costs us 800,000, go get him. If it costs us 1.1 million for a position coach, and you think he's Bo Davis is that guy, we'll pay him. Mm-hmm. We'll pay him because we just we just emptied out the carload for you after what you did this year. you know, you were having for me, remember I said back in win number 10 that oh he, this guy's getting an extension just for winning 10 games. Forget even the big, they give coaches here, you know, if you win 10 you know, you're, you're going to get an extension. I mean, that's been kind of the history. So And now that they've done what they've done, it's unlimited for their assistant coach. Their assistant coaches with Nick Saban retiring and, and Sark not taking that job and him getting the kind of money he gets, those guys get paid immensely sure. themselves as position coaches here. I mean, this is one of the highest paid staffs in America.
0: Right. No, it should be. They've right. always
1: been. They've always been that way.
0: Yeah. And they've oh, there have been some years in the last decade where Texas has gone cheap when it comes to paying head coaches and assistant coaches. But that's not the case right now. That no. shouldn't shouldn't be the case. I mean, assistant coaching salaries are going up all over the country as it is. But yeah, Texas has more money than the Vatican. Right. Like, yeah, they should be able to pay their assistant coaches and there's no salary cap. Or anything like that's another way you flex your muscles over some of the smaller schools. It's like you bring in a better coaching staff, starting with you the head were, coach. You were
1: rich from the start, and now you're about to go to the most lucrative conference in football. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: So spend it, spend it. So we'll see what happens with Johnny Nansen. Uh, he was in the mix to be the head coach at Arizona. But once again, they went in a different direction. They brought in Brent Brennan from San Jose State to be well, the head Well, that
1: could coach. be the part that could piss you off right there. It could, that, yeah. That's, it could. The one they would, that's the one that would get me.
0: Yep. Like, that's like, oh, the, the, more, more than anything, well, you're I'm not leave.
1: hiring me. I'm the, your defensive coordinator, and the guy's out, and I could be right in here enrolled and I know all these players, and you're yeah. not going to offer me that job? That's that's the one that could keep me
0: staying at Texas right there. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, once again, these, uh, these rumors started after Brent Brennan took the job. So there's still some belief out there that Johnny Nansen could return to Arizona to be the defensive coordinator again uh which is the and job the it also had. depends
1: on his family your family has a lot to lot to say in that your wife's got a lot to say if you got kids believe me you don't make those decisions by yourself and say oh i'm doing this for the family your wife is going to say uh no we like arizona we've now got a couple kids in, in some schools we got a neighborhood that we like no you're not pulling us out and running us out of here to go to texas we're very secure where we are we make enough money there's more than you as you know you may think you're the decision maker but if you got a lady or a, another dude who's your husband or wife living with you, they're a part of that decision making too. It's not just you. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, coaches pull their families up a lot and, and families have to make a lot of sacrifices. But when you're making some good cash and you're trying to pull people up out of, out, of their, out of their homes and go somewhere else, and you've got a nice neighborhood, you've got nice schools, it's hard to do, BK. It just, it's, it just is.
0: You got to find someone who's more ride or die than that. Come on. Got a chance to go to the University of Texas from the University of Arizona. You're trying to stay in Tucson.
1: I gotta believe Arizona's not a bad place to live. No,
0: it's not. But and you've made awesome, and you've had it. a
1: successful year, and you've done really, really well. And opportunity's going to come your way. Well, sure. well come as
0: uh, look at the guy who was the linebackers coach here before. He just got a head coaching gig. He and
1: yeah, and that's what I'm what saying. Opportunity the opportunity will, will come your way here. here. Yeah, for me, what would piss me off is you didn't consider me as being your head coach, and now you want me to come back as your you know, you're gonna pay me a little bit more money to be the, the defensive coordinator. Uh, I just got through doing that.
0: Yeah,
1: that that would be the one that would get me. Well, why didn't you hire me as the head coach? I don't
0: know. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah, but I, I,
1: I just think with Coach Aquino, that's you know, if he's if he if he's not the DC there, and he's coming back here, I mean, that means to me he's close to retirement. If he's gonna take a drop in pay like that.
0: Well, he already yep. did last year he was an analyst last year and yeah. now he's getting back into coaching so it seems like he's not close to retirement like if he was going to take another analyst role if he turned down an on-field job at arizona to be an analyst at texas then yeah that means he's close to retirement sure. he doesn't want to work as hard anymore he's made enough money he's cool with taking very little to uh, to just be a part of a football program and once again there
1: if they offer him a bunch of money to stick around there yeah.
0: I'm not going to fault him. If he wants to keep coaching, it, it makes right. more sense for him to stay right uh, somewhere, somewhere where he can get an actual coaching job versus kind of a hands off analyst. And he's in a
1: role. he's in a different spot too. I mean, his kids aren't like little kids anymore; they're grown. They're grown kids with
0: kids. You talk about the kids. This is about the coaches.
1: No, dude, it's these these things involve families. They don't just involve the individuals. For you, as that guy, all you care about is that guy. You care about his kids? Hell no, you don't care.
0: No, you well, know, Akina's 67. Like you said, his kids are old. They're out in right. the house. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, they're not They're not hanging around the house. You know, grandma and grandpa can come visit, or they know about Austin. They come visit you.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for Coach Dwayne Aquina right now, and they've already made the change on his coaching career. They say that he is an analyst at the University of Texas, which means it's official. It means it's not changing, because nothing on that website is ever false. So fear so not. So now, now we now we got it straight. Fear not, Texas fans. It's all good. It's all good right there. Well, that's oh, good. Man. That's
1: the, this is the place he wants to retire at. He wants to be around here, watch this place succeed, plus retire here. Plus that guy's got some people from way back that he's met along the way that are here, um, business wise. If he wants to go into business, he doesn't. Everybody doesn't have to coach forever. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I, I was kidding there, but I, I think he's you, staying at Arizona.
1: You jacked me around.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I you knew. What are I you? The
1: Starbucks. What are you, the Starbucks lady now? You don't know sudden? what
0: Wikipedia is? Anybody can edit that at all time. Why are you playing games with an old man?
1: What what are you, Starbucks now? Mm. Okay, you're now my new Starbucks lady. Good morning. Uh yeah. You can take care of those people back there for $75
0: behind you. That's tough that you got hit with that $20, $25 bill at Starbucks. Yikes. All right, before we uh, get back into Texas football, we've got some NFL to get into as well with the uh, coaching carousel continuing to turn, of course, just three days away from the resumption of the NFL postseason. The Texans will start things off this weekend, taking on the top-seeded Baltimore Ravens. We'll start to preview the divisional round of the nfl playoffs but let's give some more shout outs to some more of our fantastic sponsors Buck. of course you know we talked about relax the
1: back and how great my back feels and i want to thank uh, jason and the folks over at relax the Back because they will soon be giving away a chair for the mullet open but i want to tell you about texas orthopedics dr danny and, and chris stockton of course if you're seeking that specialized patient focused orthopedic care contact the experts at texas orthopedics their physicians offer Surgical and non-surgical, orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. The goal is to get you right back into the good health that you deserve and that great quality of life, folks. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. And yes, the Mullet Open officially sold out. By the way, I know people are saying, what are you going to talk about the Mullet Open Dude, I wasn't allowed to talk about the mullet open. When the sign up came, everybody got emails. Thing was done in less than 24 hours. Mm. Done. It's a one day event, May 10th. But if you want to sponsor something, whether it's shirts, caps, your koozies, whatever, pens, pencils, let us know. We'll get them out there that day. But that thing is going to be a mob scene, you know. Once again, so we do it. We do appreciate it, and the kids at the and uh, drift would appreciate that. Tito's will be our major sponsor. You know, along with Academy Sports and Outdoors, Casey and Academy Sports and Outdoors. We loved everything, getting to meet her uh, this year and opening up stores all over the state. That's what we'll be doing this year. Uh, and we enjoy doing it. So uh, we're, I'm looking forward to the Mullet Open. And it's time for me to start getting stuff in the shed, getting that old beater out of the shed, getting the old 88 Silverado, move it out into the cold. Sorry about that. Mm. Back, back out into the elements for you, because I've got to put stuff in the shed. That thing still works. That thing is the air conditioning still works. The original air conditioning on that truck still works. It is the heater works. I don't, maybe parts are easy to come by or maybe those cars are just built better. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, But that thing is 30 some years old and still kicking it. I just can't wait when I don't have to have to have it registered anymore. That's next year. 2025 is when you have to, you don't have to worry about those babies anymore. And I don't have to get, yeah.
0: Is it not 25 years anymore?
1: No, no, no. That's if it's a classic. That means you're taking it off the road. You're only taking it to car shows. You know, this son of a gun is on the road. This thing gets filled with dirt and flowers and landscaping stuff and just junk. So Hmm. that baby's still a road. That's still a road monster. But after next year, I won't have to worry about all that anymore.
0: Interesting. Okay. Still giving the
1: state my money.
0: There you go. Ah, Yeah, we all are. Yes you're also getting some from the state too thank you very much Yeah, congratulations old ass
1: thank you very much yes yes Good job on
0: that all right shout out well first of all shout out to everybody who signed up for the mullet open looking forward to being a part yeah. of that event here in may uh it's such a tremendous thing that you do every single season and you know folks all across the state of texas love being a part of that event every year so looking forward to that happening once again in 2024 Shout out to SentexTickets.com. Hey, Texas basketball, back at the mood tonight. If you're trying to get tickets to the Longhorns UCF game, the only time Texas will play UCF in college hoops, you've got it. Tickets right there for you. SentexTickets.com. Tickets to every Texas basketball game, men's and women's. Plus, not just Texas basketball. They've got the NFL. They've got college football. They've got Major League Baseball. They've got hockey. Any sport. All year round, right there for you at Sentextickets.com. Plus, concert tickets, Broadway show tickets, you name it. They've got it. Sentextickets.com.
1: You know what you haven't told the people? How I made them some money. Now that you're back in the fall, how did I do during the course of the weekend? I tried to better. explain it to them, but what do you mean a lot better? I mean a lot, a better, lot than, better
0: than I did, that's for oh. sure. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying to give you a
1: compliment. Why are you dunking on me?
0: A lot wait, better just, than I did. Leave me alone, Starbucks lady. Yeah. You had three gold star locks in wild card weekend of the NFL. You went three for three. Wow. You had 10,000 units on the Buffalo Bills, minus thank 10. Very, yeah, thank you very much. The bill's covered. You had 5,000 units on the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim, plus three. Yes, yes. And they lost by one, so that's a cover. Yep. And you had 10,000 units on the Kansas City Chefs covering the four and a half against the Miami Dolphins. And they covered that with ease. So you went up 25,000 units. How about that? This past weekend. And I was he already were, up. You were already up 28,000.
1: Whoa! Units, Let's break that
0: bank. You're at fifty three thousand units in the green right now well let's start thinking
1: about that new car that new covert car for somebody
0: let's think about that let's think about one of
1: those gmc sierras coming up this weekend when i give you i'm only going to give you one lock coming up this week i'm not messing around because we're going to stay hot right now i don't Mm. need to pick two or three but it's too early it's just wednesday i'll wait till tomorrow the people want more what do you mean they want more if i keep trying to give them more they're going to get less if i keep trying to Stretch this out. You I'm had three right?
0: last week. You, gotta hey, go you got to go three
1: again. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk
0: away. I've got a fever, and the only prescription <laughs> is more ten thousand unit play. Oh my god, more ten thousand unit plays!
1: Come on, man.
0: I'm I'm feening for it here, man. I'm a crack addict in San Francisco.
1: I need that shit. And who would I have taken if I would have if I would have gone on to mess with your your two teams in the state of Texas, we would have had a problem because I would have taken your Dallas Cowboys for sure, 15 straight home wins, crushing teams, and playing the youngest team in the NFL. I would have taken them, and that would have been such a downer, and I would have taken the Cleveland Browns probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the Browns. I also had the Packers winning because, well, I'm a Cowboys fan born in the mid-90s, and I don't ever bet on the Cowboys in the playoffs. I've learned that that's a mistake. You hate the Packers. What would you even be thinking about doing that? Well, that's the real reason why it didn't work yesterday, right? Like I, I was actually here in Austin. I had no trouble flying back from San Francisco. I made all that shit up just so I didn't have to talk about that debacle in Arlington from Sunday. Do we have
1: anything from Jerry being on on, on radio up in Dallas? Is
0: there anything yes. from him today? Yes. Yesterday? Um yeah, here's Jerry Jones. And I'm I'm surprised they actually played this on the radio. But this is Jerry Jones yesterday talking about Mike McCarthy and his future in Dallas. I normally don't do that, but it's necessary to do now. I've had enough of that fat
1: bastard. That piece of shit.
0: That's Jerry Jones talking about Mike McCarthy right there. Come on, Stephen, eh?
1: <laughs> What's he doing? What's he, who's he doing? Is he really talking about Mike McCarthy?
0: No, he was talking about Jason Whitlock. No, yeah, really? He was talking speaker. about Wit? Yeah, he hates Whitlock. He went on like this five minute rant talking about how Whitlock is the devil and like the worst person on the face of the earth. But someone memed it and said, "That's Jerry Jones talking about Mike McCarthy." Wow! Had enough of that fat bastard, that piece of shit. That's that's about how I feel with Mike McCarthy. So right Jason
1: now. Woodlock and Stephen A. are getting after each other.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Black I on guess. black crime. Black on black crime, right there. Wow. Yeah. So no, that was not actually Jerry Jones. I I don't think Jerry Jones has had his radio interview yet. Jones is uh, on a Tuesday, isn't it? I think so, man. I'd I'd be surprised if Mike McCarthy is back next season. Uh, then again, the Cowboys stuck with Jason Garrett for ten years. It's only been four of Mike McCarthy, so maybe Jerry convinces himself that Mike McCarthy can do better than what he's done. But yeah, for me, this well, team needed to win three straight years. Yeah, they needed to win two playoff games to keep McCarthy around, and they won zero. So. So uh, and they, they got embarrassed. They got
1: embarrassed. I and mean, they, they, oh, no, they were beat on every, every front, every, I mean, every part of them.
0: Yeah. They look like their goal this season was to win the NFC East. And that's all they cared about. Like they look like they had started vacationing before the playoffs even began
1: Dude, Dan I mean, Quinn may have cost himself a gig too. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's the one that he's at right now. And Jerry always likes to walk down the hall and make a decision and say, Hey, would you like to be the head coach?
0: How the right. hell are you going to be able to convince this fan base that Dan Quinn is the right guy to be the head coach after you can't. what happened? I
1: wasn't convinced. I mean when I saw that group play on defense, him putting in those those hundred and eighty-pound linebackers playing safety in there in that game, and those guys running with Jones running the ball down their throats, they look horrible. And they're they're all pro defensive men who talk so much crap. They ran the ball at him over and over. And they didn't run away from him, they ran at Micah Parsons. They just said, okay. This guy runs around blocks. Let, let him try to run around this because we're going to come right at him. He couldn't stop it. He was not a fact. The only guy who was a factor was number 90. He's the only one to play defense. He played as hard as he could play, but he couldn't do it by himself. He was in the backfield. He made plays. But he was the only one that looked like he had any heart on that defense uh, in that game on Sunday. The rest Just of them. They, they should have never even left the locker room.
0: They damn near gave up 50 to the youngest offense wow. in the NFL, a team that was six and eight right after Christmas. And yeah, I mean just a, a total collapse in all three phases for the Cowboys. It was a meltdown.
1: Yeah. Dan and- Quinn hurt himself big time. I thought.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I'm with you. I thought Dan Quinn was for sure going to get a head coaching job somewhere this off season And Maybe he still does because he's done a lot of good things as the defensive coordinator in Dallas and had some success in Atlanta as a head coach. I know he was a part of the biggest Super Bowl collapse of all time, but uh, to get to a Super Bowl as a coach is no small feat. So it's but felt you like can't for a while. Bodies,
1: and you can't change bodies if you don't have the bodies. Well, they, the Cowboys had the bodies. Yeah, they got some fatties, don't they? On that on that defensive front. Where were those guys? What did they do?
0: I don't know. How do they, the game plan was a disaster. I mean, Jordan Love had guys wide open on every single drop back. And like you said, Aaron Jones had no trouble. And the linebackers played like trash. And that's where, you know, the Cowboys spent a third round pick on DeMarvion Overshone to play linebacker last year. And obviously overshone tore his ACL before the season even started. So did
1: you, you miss Vander Esch in the middle? Yeah, yeah
0: Leighton Vander Esch being hurt didn't help. Trayvon Diggs getting hurt didn't help. Well, no. you know, the Cowboys have been without those guys for large portions of the season. They just and didn't they, look prepared. I,
1: that's yeah. the part of, that it just mm-hmm. looked like they had no heart to him. And, and once again, I, I said yesterday, I said, you know, Dak Prescott, as much as everybody talks about him, how they love him, and he's a good guy, he's, you, know, he's, he was, you know, he was a captain of, his, of Mississippi State as a freshman. They chose that dude as a captain, his leader. He doesn't lead men in the NFL. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't know what it is about him. I, don't, I, only think, I think his teammates believe this guy can only take us so far. And I can't give that extra for this guy. I mean, he he just doesn't seem to grasp get, grab the attention of the players. He and CD Lamb, it was like they were having a fight. I'm like, what are you guys fighting about? What, like- what was that?
0: It's like it's like CD was cheating on or Dak's girlfriend was cheating on Dak with CD or something.
1: You know, he used to like throwing bad balls to him on purpose. Like, hey, why didn't you make this cat? They're looking at each other like CD is throwing his hands up in the air, looking back at Dak like, why is this ball way back here? Hey, CD. Why don't you catch the ones that I throw? That you can catch.
0: I don't understand what that dynamics was going on I last neither. Sunday. The chemistry between those two guys has been perfect. Yes, CD led the NFL in, in the NFL.
1: Nobody can cover that dude. How can you all of a sudden go to a, a game against a Packers team that, dude? This group was. I'm treating this like a murder case.
0: Some questions just don't have answers. Before the game even kicked off. Like what what was going on there? I yeah, I mean the Cowboys just by the way the offensive
1: line look old.
0: Yeah, it was the worst game. And I don't played. think they're
1: old. I mean, they just they just got out they out, got out put they got pushed around by that Green Bay Packer defense.
0: Yeah, they did in the first half, that's for sure. And you know, and Dak Prescott, here's what Dak Prescott said on the field after the Cowboys beat Washington in DC just seven days prior. And this is not like oh they had a month off like the Longhorns did and that explains the rust. No, literally right. a week before they beat the crap out of Washington, who sucks, but they did what they needed to do to win the NFC East. Here was Dak in the post game with Aaron Andrews after that game. Uh, this is huge. It's been a, been a great year. Um, obviously, as you said, battle the the last
1: four games, finished the right way, um, and then just getting to go back, have the playoffs being an AT and T. Um, this is huge. Great to win the division. Proud of these guys. Proud of this guy. Um, awesome, yeah, but, but we're not—we're damn sure not done. It sounded like you were done to me. It sounded like you were damn sure happy just to get back home. And hey, we—we we won the division. It sounded like you won the
0: Super Bowl. Damn sure not done. You—you you were damn sure done, Dak. You, know, you were damn sure
1: done after that. That's for sure. That—that yeah. that doesn't sound like a guy who is like should have been very humbled at the fact that we got a home game. Let's roll on. You sound like they'd already—they were done. That was it.
0: That's all they needed to do
1: was oh, he get looked to like him, it. But,
0: he, he said the right things. He didn't put on the NFC East hat on the field like all of his teammates did. He's like, no, this is not our goal. Our goal is to win the Super Bowl. But actions speak louder than words. And Dak, once again, in a playoff game, failed to live up to the expectations. He underperformed. And that that is insane, dude. And
1: that's... For a pick six, I mean, that's just a... That, you're talking about back-breaking.
0: I've been, I've been a Dak guy forever. It's, it's getting harder and harder to defend Dak. He had a great regular season this year. BK, uh, when it
1: was 14-0, I just, before half, I said, they're not coming back on this no, team.
0: No, dude, I was we were watching at uh, the hotel bar, the hotel I was at in San Francisco. And, of course, the wedding, I was so mad. Like, the wedding was at 4 o'clock Pacific time, and the game kicked off at 30 Pacific time. So I was like, dude, I'm going to miss the third and fourth quarter of this game. I'm going to miss the third wedding. quarter of
1: this wedding, damn it.
0: Yeah, I was I was just going to be at the back, like just watching on my phone the whole time. Or like that Allstate commercial where oh, the guy yeah. ruins the entire wedding because he's watching the game, trying to check out the score. Uh, that was going to be me. And then I, it went from that to, can we start this wedding at 2 o'clock, please? Can we, can wow. we move the wedding up so I don't have to watch the – no, we were, all, we were all watching in the hotel lobby bar. And Green Bay got the ball first. They marched down the field and scored pretty easily. It was 7 nothing. And then Dak threw that interception, and I went upstairs. Really? You were done? Right after that, everyone's like, are you getting ready? I'm like, no.
1: I don't you guys watch ever, any
0: more of this. You, you guys ever seen uh, Shawshank Redemption? You know how they show that shit on TV like 400 times a week? You know how the movie ends the same every single time? Uh, You're going to say I, you've seen this before? I've, I've seen this before. Now I did go up and watch in my room, but I was like, I I can't be in public for this right now. Like I, I just, this, this is not going to get better. It's the Cowboys in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, after literally after Dak threw that pick, it was seven, nothing. It was the first quarter. It was probably silly of me to think like that, but that's the Cowboys fan PTSD that I had. It's like, nope. They're about to score. It's going to be fourteen to nothing, and the Cowboys are in a world of trouble.
1: They I took think. that ball and drove it down the field that first drive. It looked so easy and so simple, and yeah. there wasn't anybody. And their young wide receivers. I mean, old ass Gilmore trying to cover those young guys. He was like six steps behind them. He wasn't even close. I don't know. And Bland is. once again, they went after him, Mister Interception himself, regular season interception guy. They went after that dude. They took their young wide receivers and went after some of those old cats and guys that are safeties trying to be corners and destroyed them.
0: Disaster. And they played a bunch of zone early, which is kind oh. of out of character for them. And, uh, you know, they're no trying rush, to
1: no pass rush.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. The one time they did get a pass rush, right? That first drive of the game, that was like a negative run to start it. And then the Cowboys got a sack, but there was an illegal contact after that. Like the one time they did get a pass rush, there was a penalty in the secondary. And that gave the Packers that automatic first down, and um, it was the right call. I'm not complaining about the call, but literally from that moment on, the onslaught was on at AT and T. So they, they've got to change up the entire coaching staff. The question now is, what do you do with Dak? I mean, there there was a talk that uh, Dak was going to get a new contract extension this offseason. What
1: do you owe him? Sixty million, right? Fifty nine million bucks.
0: And it's like you can't you can't extend him, can you? After that performance, like no, I know we just had no, maybe the best be regular One year
1: deal. I know you want more. Well, he's a,
0: he's not a free agent. He's still under contract. This yeah, was, yeah, he's got, he's got one year left, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta let him play it out or maybe you move on this off season. I, I don't know. I've been a Dak defender forever, but now two and five in the playoffs and four of those five playoff losses, Buck, he's failed to reach a hundred yards passing in the first half. So I know he ended up with 400 yards and three touchdowns. Oh all the time, shoot, but- those
1: guys are laid back and saying, "Go ahead, take this. We we got such a lead on you, we don't care."
0: Exactly, like anyone. So we know the you're game. not
1: going to run the ball because you can't run the ball because Tony Pollard had 15 carries for like 56 yards. I'm yeah. like all the things that Mike McCarthy talked about this time of the year, where his defense was getting rolled, they were getting run over, and then he was supposed to take the ball and run it at that Green Bay defense and use time on the clock and not have Dak have to throw for 400 and some yards, which he did in a losing effort. Yeah. That was everything, everything that you wanted bad to happen, happened in that game. Yeah. It, it this, really did.
0: This offense has been so reliant on Dak Prescott all year, right? And Dak had played well enough to where it gave you some hope that, okay, you know, even though we can't run it that well, as long as Dak keeps playing at an elite level, then we've got a shot to make a deep run in the playoffs. But Dak uh, played a horrible game. Yeah, and they're gonna, they're going to
1: move Tony Pollard right along with him this year. I mean, Tony Pollard's not going to get franchised again. They're not going to waste their time doing that. No,
0: he's he's gone. That guy. Talk about guys who make themselves some money. Uh, Tony Pollard cost himself some money with the yes. the year he had. So he yeah, better beg, gonna he be, better
1: beg that they franchise him again.
0: It's going to be a long offseason in Dallas, man. I mean, I, I thought the last two off seasons were bad, but th- this this is a uh, one of the worst losses. In recent Cowboys history. And that's saying something, considering they've had some disappointing playoff exits in recent years. But I just, the, it's
1: just, boy, and then it it's hard to win 12. This is just such a regular season. He's a regular season coach. They 12, won, and
0: 12 and 12. I
1: mean, it's, and, and the quarterback's a regular season quarterback.
0: Well, he didn't do this in Green Bay. I know the Packers only won one Super Bowl, but like the Packers would make deep playoff runs. They just always collapsed in the NFC title game. Like they, McCarthy was like a decent playoff coach. But in Dallas, obviously he has not been in just one playoff win, and that was against you know decrepit Tom Brady and eight-win Tampa Bay last year. So he's got to go. But it's it's more than just the coach, right? I mean, it's uh, the problems have spanned multiple coaches at this. Yeah, point. Yeah,
1: well, it, Jerry's not going anywhere, so you can we, no. you can have wishful thinking. He will always be the general manager. If Bill Belichick comes there, Bill Belichick needs to understand he's not going to to do it all there. It's, it's not – he's just going to be the coach. If he's yeah. willing to do that, that's fine. But I don't know how a guy can change his ways after 24 years of being in charge of everything, and you go to an organization that's close and you're just going to sit back and coach. He's going to want his – he's going to want his hand in everything. But then again, I mean, I, I've, I've always thought that he was going to
0: end up in Atlanta anyhow. Yeah, Belichick. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Atlanta, they interviewed Belichick over the weekend. They also just completed an interview with Jim Harbaugh. I saw that this morning. Um, Harbaugh is the guy I want in Dallas, but Harbaugh is another one of those guys who might want total control of his organization. Like, he might need that for him to leave Michigan. He might want to be the judge, jury, and executioner of whatever uh, whatever NFL franchise he takes over. Which like it should you said, be the
1: Chargers. It should be the Chargers with their young quarterback. Let him take over. Let him bring some of his guys from Michigan that are defensive coaches. Help mm-hmm. that Chargers defense out because they, they can't stay healthy. And they well they can't stay healthy at wide receiver every year for the quarterbacks they always lose one of those one of those big tall guys pulls a hammy and stays pulled for six games seven games during the season and they never get him going the right way and then their defense starts to get hurt without Boza and then they look terrible so he's he's kind of the guy who needs to be in charge maybe at a place like the Chargers, I believe
0: yeah that makes the most sense I think he's the biggest yeah. favorite out there still so I don't know what the Cowboys do I have no interest in Bill Belichick. Um, for the same reason I had no interest in Mike McCarthy. It's the stat I always bring up, and people hate me because I bring this up as often as I do. But until it changes, I will continue to bring it up until I'm blue in the face. There has never been a coach who has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. It's never happened. So I get the appeal of bringing in a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Hell, in Bill Belichick's case, we are talking about a six-time Super Bowl-winning head coach. Mm -hmm. I see why that could be attractive on its surface, but then I bring up that stat and, you know, why would you do that? You just tried it if you're Dallas. You just tried it with Mike McCarthy with the coach who had won a Super Bowl and it didn't work. So why would you try to do that again and tempt history again?
1: Yeah, see, I Dallas. thought, you know, when we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago when I mentioned Sark, I think you may have thought I was a little bit crazy right, for him leaving to go to the NFL. I, I got to believe he was on some lists too and what he does offensively. And especially with, or a, a group like the Chargers and that young quarterback, and offensively, what a guy like Sark could do, I was I was more worried about Sark doing that than actually going back to Alabama. You know, if Nick Saban, I mean, because I had no, I mean, well, I had no clue that Nick Saban was. I don't know if anybody had a clue that Nick Saban was going to do this unless Sark knew after they had beaten Alabama and already heard the whispers that this is going to be it probably for Nick. Nick has let us know, you know, at the university that it's going to be his last year. That just came on, you know in the latter part of the season. But I thought Sark would be an interesting candidate for some of these NFL jobs that are going to open up. Well, are these- you worried?
0: Are you worried about Sark taking an NFL job?
1: Not any not longer. I, I'm not, but I was, remember we talked about it before okay. this whole thing, before this whole thing started. I worried about that. Okay. Because yeah, of, I mean,
0: he, I, no one is asked to interview him and, you know, maybe well, there's right now, some, I
1: mean, it's, it's all settled in, but.
0: Before, none, of the, none of the jobs have been filled. Like anybody could technically call him today and be like, do you want to an interview? And no one, there hasn't been any reports of that happening. So this I, like, group
1: is not getting outbid here at Texas right now.
0: I don't think he wants to leave. It's the same reason why I didn't think he wanted the Alabama job. And that's like, he's been a college football head coach before. where mm-hmm. He hasn't been an NFL coach. Like he's built something special here. He's put in so much work to bring Texas back. Why the hell would he leave that right now? He's like he's got this thing rolling, and this thing has a chance to keep rolling. It's just I, I'd be shocked if he had any interest in in doing that at this moment. Any in,
1: in Well, not I don't think now, but I think before they were going to come. You didn't? You, did you think they wouldn't come calling him though? Mm. They'd have interest in him. That's the part I don't think you believe that the, that the NFL would would have come calling for a a, a guy like Sark. And the way they're so offensive-minded right now, and, and a place like the, <laughs> I thought like the Chargers would be the, the special group that would say, "Oh no, we've got a young quarterback. I think this guy can coach. Court. I think we can have some things really, really done well here with with this guy as our coach." So I, I'd be interested to know if he got some calls from the NFL. Sure.
0: I don't think it's an outlandish thought, like uh, the, to think that Sark maybe got some interest from an NFL team, but. I think it is outlandish to think that Sark would leave Texas. Oh no, he right wouldn't now. leave now. I mean, he's not.
1: He's not. I mean, he's very happy with what he's got right now. Yeah, and very happy with his new extension or whatever. We don't know what it is, but it's big.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see what the Cowboys do. No decision made on Mike McCarthy's future, and it's not just McCarthy who the Cowboys have to look at. They've but I know you're you
1: excited about the Texans. And you gotta, that game, yeah, of course. Thank you, Joe Flacco, for becoming Joe Flacco again. Yeah,
0: get back on your couch, you old ass. Go back to (sighs) Denny's and take advantage of that senior discount. That's where you belong, dude. Uh, Yeah, what a performance by the Texans. My God. Wow. And here's the rule. If the Texans make it to a conference championship game before the Cowboys do, then Jerry Jones has to sell the team. Those are the rules. I don't make them, but that's that's what needs to happen. New rule. That's a new rule that's out there right now. If if the Texans, who are 10.5-point dogs – in Baltimore this weekend can pull off a colossal upset over the top seeded Ravens and make it to the AFC championship game. then Jerry Jones has to sell the Cowboys. That's it. That's fair. Who says no to that? He's not doing it. Texans fans will take it. Of course they're in the AFC title game for the first time ever. Cowboys fans will take it because you know Jerry Jones is gone. That's what nobody we wants want. Jerry to sell the team. They just want him to quit managing the team. I want I want him out. I want them all. I want the whole family out because so I think Jerry sold his soul to the devil. And as long as he's around, and as long as that family's around, the Cowboys aren't winning a damn thing. I'm I'm surprised that there hasn't been a crazed Cowboys fan who hasn't tried to like murder the entire Jones family at this point, after what those sacks of you know what have put us through. They're the they're they're,
1: they're in shock, just like the rest. They're not even in shock. They understand. They understood what was going to happen. They may have understood what was no, going to happen in the Green Bay game. I did not. I I thought that 15 game winning streak was going to be plenty.
0: Nobody I, saw that. No one saw that coming. No, I, I, I thought I, the I, Packers I, were going to win. I didn't think they'd put up 48 and beat the Cowboys by like. I mean, it was 16 at the end, but basically 30. I didn't see that happening. Nobody did. I They didn't, didn't see either. that happening.
1: No, of course they didn't. The youngest team in the NFL with a quarterback that people were still questioning, even though he was having a fantastic year. They still had questions about him. He made it look easy. He had easy throws because there
0: was nobody covering the guys. How about the four quarterbacks who were left in the NFC? You've got Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. You've got Jared Goff. I know he was a number one pick, but think about where that guy's career has gone. You've got Baker Mayfield. I know he wasn't yeah, number one pick, Baker, but think, Baker about, moneymaker. think about where that guy's career is going. And then you've got Jordan Love, first-round pick, but like no one gave that guy a chance. Everyone's like, oh, Green Bay's keeping Aaron Rodgers around because Jordan Love sucks and he's going to be terrible. And um, well, be, The only thing really I'm good. sorry about
1: is that I didn't give the fans that Baker Baker moneymaker pick. Mm. Come on now.
0: The Eagles, what, the team it, is, what that,
1: it. that group is reeling in, in Philadelphia. I couldn't love it more.
0: They might fire their coach. They were ten and one. They were ten and one. They had the best record in the NFL eleven weeks into the season. And Jeffrey a,
1: l'Oreal let Bill Belichick do what he wants. There
0: was a there was a guy who threw. Did you see that guy throw popcorn on Nick Sirianni as he was running into the tunnel after the game on Monday. No, he got him. He was an Eagles fan too. He was pissed. He's like, oh, "See you, Nick."
1: He was lucky that wasn't a brick that was falling on his head.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Popcorn's easy for Eagles fans. No kidding. Lucky that game was in Tampa. Could you imagine if that game was in Philadelphia? That would have been bricks. And that type of performance is what the Eagles gave their fans at the link. Yeah. I don't even
1: know what was worse. I don't know what was worse, the Cowboys or the Eagles. They were both just sad. Yeah. Now, the Cowboys was just, the Cowboys were worse because you understood about, I understood about the Eagles in their secondary and they just didn't have the same defensive line. But the Cowboys had run people out of the gym at yeah. home, 15 straight. 16, even, 16. 16. And they weren't even close. No,
0: no. And then How about this?
1: Jordan Love in this group, whose defense was not all that. And then they put those sluggos on there. And Mike McCarthy wanted to run the ball. He couldn't run it an inch. I'm like, really, coach? Now you're in the playoffs. And now all the stuff that you talked about, you got your 12 wins. Now you can't run it an inch. And you're going to put it on the shoulders of Dak Prescott again? Yeah. You've done this again. And he's and Dak Prescott's arguing with his wide receiver girlfriend out there. <laughs> They're acting like two lovers out there. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why are you <sighs> acting mad at each other? Why is he throwing his arms up in the air? It's bizarre.
0: All and bizarre. that started
1: early. That started early in the game, too.
0: Yep. Longhorn fan from Denton says the fan in Dallas put out a tweet saying Jerry Jones declined his Tuesday radio spot. So, wow. That's why we did not hear from Jera up in Big D yesterday um maybe a sign of changes Something ha- yeah something's and, happening behind the scenes and you have to you have to and it might be more than just the coach that needs to be changed in dallas uh and it's cliche but you want to be playing your best football at the right time and the cowboys were eight and three after 11 weeks hell the eagles were 10 and one after 11 games
1: but but, but green yeah, bay, yeah. hold on, just hold, on
0: hold on green bay was five and six tampa yeah. bay was four and seven so once again philadelphia was 10 and one. After 11 games, they lost to a team that started the year four and seven. Dallas was eight and three. After 11 games, they lost to a team that started five and six. That's embarrassing losses for both teams. And once again, if you're not playing your best football in January, you can have a very short playoff stay. And both NFC East teams learned that the hard way.
1: Yeah, but the Cowboys were still playing pretty good football, were they not, when they were at home? Just. I mean, they were, they were okay on the road, but they were fantastic at home. I mean, I thought this would be a little bit of a track meet, but I thought for sure that the Cowboys would win this thing by two touchdowns.
0: The Cowboys were bad against good teams all year long. Their, their record was inflated by a soft schedule, right? I mean, they, they beat the Eagles at home, but they beat Philly late in the year when everybody was beating Philly. They beat Detroit at home, but let's call a spade a spade. They got lucky as hell to get that win. But all of the Mm -hmm. other good teams they played this year, Philly on the road, disaster. They lost to Miami on the road, and Miami turned out to be a fraud as well. Uh, They got boat raced by Buffalo on the road. Hell, Seattle was the only other team with the winning record that they played, and the Cowboys barely won that. That was in Dallas. That was a shootout. The defense couldn't get a stop against the Seahawks. Just the offense was firing on all cylinders, and the Cowboys were able to hold (laughs) on for a victory there. But that was the issue. like The Cowboys against good teams did not play well. And even though the Packers were the seventh seed, by the way, the first seven seed to ever win a game in the history of the NFL playoffs, uh, they're still a good team. They had a winning record, and that was the bugaboo. So Dallas just, they they weren't as good. I got duped. Uh, I, I thought they had a shot, even though I picked them to lose to Green Bay. Like, I still thought they were amongst a contending team, or amongst the contending teams in the NFL, but their record was uh, brought up by you getting to play the bad you, team.
1: You're scared of Green Bay. Why are you scared of so that?
0: What do you mean why they, they always beat the Cowboys? And I turned out to be right by being scared of Green Bay. I wish you could ask me today, like, why was I scared of Green Bay? The Cowboys won by two touchdowns. Why yeah. was I nervous? Uh, no, I was scared of Green Bay because I should have been scared.
1: Are you scared for San Fran now? No. No?
0: <laughs> you know, they've had off a long time. Nah, they no. had a lot of people injury. No. You know, no. 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 The, the no. Niners are going to be fun. Are you? Are you calling an upset there?
1: I don't want to put my i. I don't want to put it out there to they'll, they'll run the ball with Jones like they did against that Dallas that Dallas defense. I, I think I think the Forty Nine ers may be lighter in the box with the exception of Boza, who will just be playing his ass
0: off. No, they've got real linebackers in San Francisco. Demone oh yeah, they Clark do. Yeah, Marquise Bell. The Cowboys don't have line. They got to get linebackers. Overshown will help, but they need they need to draft a linebacker probably too. Or at least bring one in in free agency because those guys got embarrassed. San Fran, an eight-point favorite right now.
1: Did Lawrence play well? He was the guy who was playing out of his ass, though.
0: Nobody played well. He made a couple of plays. Come on. You got to give it to him. He, he I was thought the, he, played. he was the tallest midget out there. They all sucked. They all sucked. <laughs> I thought he gave
1: it a really good effort. I, I just couldn't find anybody besides him on the defense, secondary, anyplace else. That looked like they had a lot of effort going on. I thought he had a lot of effort in the run game. Oh, sorry. They rushed for 118 yards with yeah. the dude from the state of Texas who just had it
0: out for the Cowboys. Wow. How many times did we see that? Aaron Jones throwing up the 9 from El Paso. Every time he scores, he does that. Oh. So I had a hunch we were going to see that a few times on Sunday. and
1: I wasn't expecting that. I really was I really, I, you know, I didn't. even – AJ Dillon wasn't even in the game, was he?
0: No, he, he was hurt. Play.
1: He was hurt. He was not even there.
0: Not even there. They didn't need him. They could have put you out there. You would Yeah, ran that's right. I would have got
1: mine. God.
0: All right. That's that's enough of that. Well, what
1: about the good team? What about the Texans?
0: Awesome. Happy They'll for be trying him to get
1: D'Amico. They'll be trying to get him in Dallas as the head coach.
0: He ain't leaving. You don't. What? You don't see. You don't see like lateral moves for coaches like that. What? Why would you leave why would you leave CJ Stroud, dude? No, for Dak Prescott, I wouldn't. I would yeah, I would. I don't know if I'd leave CJ Stroud for anybody but Patrick Mahomes. You know? Are you kidding me? That guy is a rookie, he did that in his first playoff game against the best defense in the NFL this year.
1: That was a phony defense. He saw dude, that defense year. was the
0: best defense in the NFL in 15 years, statistically. 15. And CJ Stroud. Stats he are for
1: losers. Heart. Stats were for losers now.
0: That defense looked like shard. Okay, so CJ Stroud, stats are for losers. Are you saying he's no, shard? Because he real. put up that some good stats this year.
1: That dude is for real. You can put anybody out there, wide receiver, he can get it done. He's amazing. I just happen to have Nico.
0: He's yeah. amazing. He is amazing. We'll see if the Texans can uh, shock the world. I mean, that was a bit of a surprise, but this would be a huge surprise if they can go to Baltimore. And, look, the Texans are playing for house money. They they have been for a long time now. And they, they're they yeah. playing fearless. They're playing loose. D'Amico's got them right. Obviously, D'Amico uh, has some deep playoff run experience from his time as an assistant in San Francisco. It is uh, – it's fun to watch. That was awesome. Biggest win in Texans franchise history last week. And yeah, that was a great – that was a great game. Uh, a lot of Texans fans coming out of the woodworks, dusting off those jerseys from way back in the closet. Like, oh shit, no, I've always loved the Texans. Like, ah. no, I don't think so. And I didn't blame anybody in Houston. I was on radio in Houston saying, "Hey, if you've given up on this team, if you need uh, to wait a few years, that's fine because this organization has failed you." But there were a lot of fans who like swore off the Texans who were like, "Oh no, I've always been a fan. What do you?" I
1: t- never left. I never, I never left. Yeah, Sound like Astros been. fans? I never oh. left.
0: David Coley, I watched all the David Coley era. Yeah, sure you did. I saw the 100 fans at NRG for that guy. Yeah, Uh, thank you, coach, from last year to get you the right quarterback
1: for winning that game. Great job,
0: Lovey Smith needs a statue erected of him. Why not? Come on, Lovey. Good job, Lovey. Never quit. Really, like whenever they build a CJ Stroud statue. Because hopefully Stroud stays in Houston for a long time. Hopefully he doesn't do what the last franchise. He's called CJ
1: Stroud and little Lovey holding his hand with his that's beard. And stuff.
0: <laughs> like father and son, you've got a giant yeah. CJ Stroud, and then you've got just a little Lovey Smith statue in the corner, just like with the beard, just looking up.
1: Oh, that's awful. That's Lovey awesome. never quit. He never gave up. That's the way you screw him. That's what you try to. That's exactly what you try to do. Unlike Bill Belichick, he didn't. He. He walked away. Bill Belichick wants those 15 more wins, I'm telling you. And that Mm. dude, the day he gets it, you forget about him as a coach. He's done. Once he Mm. gets those – hey, when that guy gets those wins – so if you're thinking about hiring him, you're only hiring him for a couple years, and that dude is going to be done.
0: Yeah, I think everyone knows that, right? Like, Bill Belichick's not a long-term answer at head coach. Take him,
1: Atlanta. Take him while you got him.
0: Yeah, the the hope is you get him for, what, three to five years, and he can bring you a Super Bowl. And yeah. So yeah, he's 14, 14 wins away from tying Shula, 15 away from yeah, he uh, wants 15. Having that all time record for most wins by an NFL head coach. Okay, we've got some interesting Texas football news, some very good Texas football news we all have right. to get into here. But uh before that, Buck, some more love to some more sponsors.
1: Our good friends at Covert up there in BK's. We love it. I'll be out that way this morning. You know, since 1909, the Covert family has been selling cars, trucks, and SUVs in Central Texas. They've got Covert, Ford, and Chevy in Hutto. They've got Covert Lincoln and Ford right here in Austin. But out in beautiful B-Caves, they got 42 acres of unbelievable seven brands. Buicks, GMCs, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And all you have to do is go to covertbcave.com. Find out more information on the great sales that they're having to start this new year. But they'll be happening every month through the spring. Don't worry about just January. It'll happen in February, March, straight on through the year. Monthly, unbelievable sales that they'll have out there. When you're there, do say hello to Dan Covert and Stacey and Mike and the whole gang. And once again, nobody beats that Covert deal. Not now. Not ever.
0: Not ever. Shout out to the Coverts. Also, shout out to Altstat Beer. The best beer that you can find all throughout the state of Texas. Boy, I could have used some of that in San Francisco. Especially Didn't stand me out before. that way, no? Not national yet. They will be at some point, go. but hey, the good news is they've got it all over the state of Texas, so if you're watching us or listening to us in Austin, in Dallas, in Houston, wherever you are, make sure you uh, stop by your HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you go to buy your beer, and pick up a six-pack of Alt-Stat. Beer. It's also popping up more and more at your favorite bars and restaurants around the state as well. This stuff is liquid gold. I'm telling y'all one sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. It's brewed in Fredericksburg. So you're supporting local every time you buy Altstadt and you can taste the difference when you're drinking it. You can feel the difference the next day because there are no preservatives or additives or unnecessary sugars in any of the Altstadt family of beers. It's a good, clean, crisp, refreshing beer that tastes great. Y'all are going to love it just like I do. It's Altstadt beer, no impurities. Just like
1: I love Olipop because I've had – I got some Olipop. I had grape. I went grape because I needed that little twinge of the way soda used to taste. Mm. So I went to the grape. I went to the, the standby. I got it from H-E-B right out in BK. Cave. Of course, speaking of Bee Cave, they got it at the H-E-B at BKs. But the Olipop is delicious. And all the ingredients for those making all those changes in January, some people making the changes of not uh, not drinking alcohol, some making – the changes of drinking some olipop. And I've made the change of drinking that olipop. Because I am going to get healthy, and I'm going to make sure I get that done in January, get myself going in the right direction for 2024, staying away from the Coca-Cola, staying away from that sweet iced tea that I like, sugar-filled, going to stay away from that. But Olipop, I don't have to worry about that. I get the good taste of, of soda, but I also get the great ingredients that Olipop has for me. All the ingredients are going to help me feel good for 2024, brother.
0: Well said, brother. Well said. Yep, you get the great soda taste with none of the soda garbage. And it's an easy New Year's resolution. If you're trying to be a little healthier this year, You know, giving up soda used to be tough, but it's not tough anymore, thanks to Olipop. How about this? We've got a new commercial. I have not listened to this before, but our guy Tom McKay over at Audiovisual Consultations sent me over a new spot for the new year. Uh Uh-oh. Let's see what we've got going on here. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Hey, kid, you want to hear a dad joke? Sure, old man. A guy walks into a flat... Oh, that was terrible. A guy walks into a store and buys an 85-inch flat screen for $2,500. <laughs> I wasn't done with my joke yet. <laughs> yeah, you were. Here, I got one. What's worse than paying for one overpriced surround sound speaker? I don't know what. Paying for two overpriced surround sound speakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here at Audiovisual, we do like to laugh. And by calling 512 Five five eight six seven eight. You can share in that laughter. Stop paying extra for lesser quality and visit avconsultations.com today. Alright, alright. You got me going now. One more. Alright, here we go. A guy walks into a bar, and then a speaker, and then a projector. Alright, alright, alright. I think they get it, kid. Give us a call at 512-255-8678 or see us online at avconsultations.com. And all jokes aside, remember to hug your kids, laugh with strangers, and make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call. 512 255 Five
1: eight six seven eight. There you go. Sounds like they made that when they, were, they maybe they took the trip to New Orleans and found some of that some a couple of jazz jazz guys out there because we weren't we were right there we're right in the heart of jazz country blues and the jazz so maybe did a quickie down there a little Zylico band maybe
0: you're saying that? that homeless tent camp across the street from us they did the
1: last that's right they had the last version of Tom McKay for 2024. Good job, Tom.
0: Huh. They had their own band with the homeless tent camp over oh, there. Oh, yes, no, yes. They were just firing off guns and fireworks, and somehow they had gotten the come and take it cannon out there, too, that they were shooting off.
1: Right, those people using up good ammunition. You needed that yeah. to be taking people out. You don't just shoot that in the air. Oh. You know, by the way, that stuff does come down, right? When that stuff goes up, doesn't that bullet come down eventually? Yeah. Come back down on your shoulder, on the top of your head. Will it hurt? Does it lose some velocity on the way down?
0: Yeah, a little bit. But still I mean, enough to kill you? I don't think it's enough to kill you.
1: Oh, I'm gonna do you know, people are gonna weigh in on that. I oh, think we're gonna, have, oh, we're gonna
0: test that here. A little yeah, science that's fair that's project right, for the kids out there.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't want the kids doing that. No, that's not for tip for kids in the car line go home and get no no don't you had a tip
0: for kids earlier today where you said uh never pull out and i said oh, no you do need to pull out kids
1: <laughs> oh no my goodness yeah. pull out the line at starbucks that's what i'm gonna
0: do next time i'm gonna pull right out of the line just go goodness here is the uh here's the news for texas football our guy jeff howe of texas sports unfiltered and horns 24 7 sent me this text a few minutes ago jabbar muhammad is on his way to Texas for a visit this morning. And if that name sounds familiar to you, he was the number one quarterback for the University of Washington, the cousin of Texas cornerback Malik Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Jabbar Muhammad entered the transfer portal after Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, took the job at Alabama in this whole game of coaching musical chairs that we've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Jabbar Muhammad, one of the best corners in the Pac-12 this year, obviously the best corner for Washington, this year had a great game against the Longhorns on January 1st in New Orleans. He is apparently coming to Austin this morning for a visit. So Steve Sarkeesian not messing around. Was trying to bring in Dwayne Akina. We talked about that earlier. Still not sure, but it sounds like Akina is going to stay at Arizona. But Sark, he brought in Andrew McCuba, the transfer safety from Clemson earlier yep. this offseason. And now apparently taking a strong look at Jabar Muhammad, who is taking some other visits too including one at Alabama, where his head coach just went. But Jabbar Muhammad, once again, has a cousin on the team. Uh, that would be great if we had the Muhammads manning the cornerback positions in Austin next year. This would be a big-time ad for Texas if they can get it.
1: Well, he already he, he would become the best cornerback that they have immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. He really Agreed. would. Mm-hmm. Like his cousin, but his cousin's still very young. But he would be the best corner that they have immediately so he, he he's to be that's an impact guy that's a plug and let's play him as quick as
0: possible guy so wow yeah i mean he was the number one cornerback on the national runner-up this year a team that went 14 and 1 this season yeah you make it so he
1: doesn't get a chance to go visit alabama that's what you do yeah this, this is your last trip
0: hey come on everyone else from alabama is coming to texas so you know why do what would they're you? doing yeah just just go to texas here jabbar uh, yeah, this would be massive, 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 massive. That would make everybody feel a hell of a lot better about what the secondary can be in 2024. You've got Gavin Holmes coming back. You've got Terrence Brooks coming back. Of course, Manny Muhammad is coming back. And uh, you bring in Jabbar Muhammad as well, then okay. You know, there, there's still going to be some wait and see for Texas fans. Like, we know these guys have some talent, but can they develop under the tutelage of these secondary coaches? Because it did feel like, corner and second uh, corner and safety were lacking in terms of development this year. So there's still going to be some fans who are like, well, I need to see more from Cherry Joseph or Blake Gideon before I really buy into how good this defensive backfield can be. But uh, yeah, you bring in Jabar Muhammad. You still have some talent on this roster. Texas also brought in a really, really strong recruiting class with both corners and safeties and Jade Barron's coming back too. that was announced right. over the long weekend. I'm sure y'all touched on that a little bit yesterday. Yes. Uh, all of a sudden, at least on paper, you're feeling better about that group than you were this past season. If you can bring in a guy like Jabbar Muhammad, yeah, I
1: mean, there's there's no doubt about it. You know, there was always questions about Terry Joseph when he got here. There was just you know coming from Notre Dame, there was there were some question marks. Remember a guy who comes on this show quite often that's a member of the Big Ten Network. Son played for him at Notre Dame. Howard Griffith's son played yeah. for him at Notre Dame. So uh, I, I'll just say there was question marks for me with this guy a ways back. And Howard's not very critical of a lot. I mean, he's, he's very real and very upfront about what he thinks of people and coaches and stuff. So uh, I didn't get an indication that he thought he was very good from the get go.
0: Yeah, you're right. You were on that. Kevin Dunn was on that as well. Cause Katie's a big Notre Dame guy yep. and he's got some sources up there in South Bend. And you know, there were some Notre Dame fans who were kind of happy that Terry Joseph was leaving. Right. And that's, that's not a 100% fail-proof method to know if you're getting a good coach. No. But I do tend to look at the opposing fan base social media account whenever a coaching staff hire is made. I'm not talking about looking at what A&M fans or OU fans tweet. They're always going to dunk on whoever Texas brings in. (laughs) Like if Texas poaches, it's like Johnny Nansen, right, who is hopefully staying uh, the co-DC slash linebackers coach from Arizona. Like Arizona fans were pissed that Nansen was leaving. And that's a good sign. It's like, oh, you know, you brought in a good coach. When the old fan base is mad that they're losing that guy. Absolutely. When when the old fan base is like, Oh, thank God. Like, take him, please. Y'all can have him. We don't want that. Yeah, don't take that more. other guy
1: too. Take the other, take two more of these guys. Yeah. When
0: when, when that happens, it's like, uh oh, maybe we did not make a great hire here. That's kind of what was happening when Texas Brought in Terry Joseph a few years ago. Yes, and he hasn't been awful, but once again, that that position was what cost Texas in the Sugar Bowl. It's kind of what cost them against Oklahoma, although every everybody cost them. And you, as Oklahoma.
1: a just a viewer of football, can't see any of the improvement in certain guys for the last two years. Not well, enough. Three. Not well. Yeah, not enough for sure.
0: Some guys that feel like regressed, right? Like Jaron Thompson. Forget oh. a lack of progression. It felt like that guy got worse this season with those coaches. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's some of that was scary. I mean, I'm like, wait a minute. These guys were starters two years ago. They got to be a little bit better than that. They look Mm -hmm. like guys are their third string guys. So that shouldn't look that way for a guy who's now been in the program three, three years. He should be better than what he's doing right now. Nope. Still in trail mode, still not tackling. Well, still screwing up the coverages. I mean, it's just that that's a position that must be fixed that. So bringing new players, that have had some experience that we've seen play, that's fine because there's going to be a lot of thought that, you know, are they are they are we making them any better? And
0: Jabbar Muhammad yeah. might end up being a coach on the field, right? He might yeah. come to Texas practice yeah. and be like, "They're teaching yeah. you all that? Hell no! Here's what uh, I learned at Washington." Here's yeah, you're right. You're
1: right. I mean, some of those things are this isn't this isn't like new stuff. We're not we're not making these things up. I mean, I like I said, I remember you know people talking about. Terry Joseph, when I, I mean, I, and I heard from Howard and Howard was real frank with me. I mean, he, he loved, uh, you know, when his son went to Penn state, he loved those guys at Penn state. And look at some of the guys that have left Penn state now at that position at cornerback and secondary, you know, guys are playing in the NFL immediately, Mm -hmm. but he, he just, there were some things about this dude. He just wasn't up for saying, no, he's qualified for this. He's got, no, he says, no, Buck, it's not good.
0: They've got to bring in an analyst, even if it's not going to be Dwayne Aquino. I, I would agree. That's I would obviously agree. that's the guy that every Texas fan wants. That's like
1: the Dallas Cowboys. You can't roll that position back again. You can't come back and say, "Oh, they'll be better." Do something.
0: No. Do something out there. If you don't want to fire either of those guys, that's fine. I can live with that. But uh, bring in somebody who can help coach up the secondary I would agree. more than it was coached up this year. And yeah, CB uh, Auburn fans. Yeah, Texas brought in Herb and. Because remember, the H in herb is always yeah. silent. Those are the rules. Um, you know, Texas brought him in to be the O line coach a few years ago. There were Auburn fans who were like, Thank God, that guy sucks. And he came to Texas and what did he do? He sucked. You see sure who they just got
1: fired yesterday, too, BK? Who? My little my good little buddy that at Boston College, I coached with his dad, Petey Carmichael got fired from New Orleans as the offensive coordinator after all these years. You know, he was with hmm. You know he was with, with Coach Payton, and now and now he's he's done. They fired him.
0: Your good little buddy.
1: Oh yeah, I used to take so him fast, fishing. I used he, he so take him at Boston College when mm. I with his dad. He ended up he ended up getting into football, and I mean he was new. It was New Orleans offensive coordinator, you know, for a long time, and he was a pretty good coach. Yeah. Guy, he yeah, but he's done. Mm. They, they had enough of that.
0: There you go. All right. Well, maybe Texas can bring him in to. Now nah, we're good. Actually. We're good. Oh no, 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 we're good. We, we no, don't need- I don't need. I don't need Derek Carr. Carr stuff going on no, here. You definitely don't. With He's the been Longhorn.
1: tainted by Derek Carr. He thought he was going to make him better. What a joke!
0: Goodness gracious! All right, we've got uh, some Texas basketball to get to. The Longhorns back in action tonight at the Mood. We'll talk. Oh, about by the, the way, night.
1: you know they lost to West Virginia when you were gone.
0: Yeah, I I did watch that. I wish I oh, did. How was that? How did that feel? Uh like shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, they lost to the worst team in the Big 12, like awful. And we talked about it, you know. This was the easiest four-game stretch of conference play for the Longhorns. They needed to at minimum go 3 and 1 to have a real chance to win this league this year. And right now they're 1 and 2. Obviously, with one more game left, they could be 1 and 3 to start conference play. And if that happens, they're going to be a bottom three team. You know, they were picked to finish in the top three in this league. If they somehow lose to UCF tonight, then yeah, this is not a tournament team. And this is going to be one of the worst big 12 teams this year. So I'm taking, I'm, I will take them to win at, cause it's at, is it at home? It's at home. Yeah. Texas is an yeah. eight and a half point favorite. If they lose this one, like I, I'm trying to be patient I've said it, I will try to be patient with Rodney Terry. If you lose this game to UCF, um, patience gone. Well, you have six straight games against ranked teams after tonight, starting, starting with, Baylor, with Baylor
1: Saturday, who
0: just lost in K-State. So they're going to be pissed this weekend. Uh, yeah. If you lose tonight, you fall to one and three, six games against ranked. You'd be talking about one and nine. If you lose tonight, hell, even if they win tonight, you could be talking about, I don't know, two and two and seven, two and eight, wow. three and six to start conference play. So And as our man Breezy says, I shouldn't be nice to him. He's, he's dunking on my other team. UCF, one of the worst teams in the league. They were picked to finish last this year. Uh, they did beat Kansas last week. And Kansas only has two losses this season. They're the third-ranked team in the country. So bad teams in the Big 12 are better than good teams in a lot of other leagues. Yes. And, oh, that's a good way to put it. That'll, make you, that'll, that'll help you feel better. Yeah. And UCF uh, and maybe Oklahoma State's the worst team in the Big 12 right now because Kansas beat them. They beat Oklahoma state and still Maybe West Virginia is not so bad. West Virginia. Uh, they're bad. Yeah. They're bad. They're bad. They might not be the worst, but Oklahoma state, West Virginia and UCF are probably the three worst in this league. Texas is trying to get to that spot right now. Texas has already lost to one of them. They better not lose to another. One no, you them. can't lose
1: this game at home tonight. There's, and there's a lot that they need to do. I, I said yesterday, I said, I, you know, Dylan DeSue is back to being healthy. He needs to be back in the paint. I've I've, you know, for some reason he's got outside where he thinks he's a three-point shooter and they've let him continue to fire up threes. I know they needed some scoring besides AceMus, but he he needs to be down there in the paint. He did a lot of his damage in the paint, and then that you know, that 15 to 16 foot jumper range. That deal with him going to the top of the key and shooting threes now. What the hell is that? And nobody's like stopped him. They was, haven't stopped him from doing it. Well, he was two of four.
0: Like, that's not no, bad. Shot 50%. No,
1: I, get down in the paint. Get to the free throw line. If your foot I, is I healthy. Will get- not,
0: I will not. You, you've spent too much time this year, in my mind, criticizing Ace, Miss, and DeSue. Those are the two guys who should be abstinent of any criticism. They're the only two guys who are doing shit for this team. So I, I will not. Like
1: I can't this. criticize the other guys because they're hurt. The big guy from that they got from Virginia, he's never on the court.
0: Yeah. that no, guy's got really- a back like I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he walks like you do. I mean, I don't. I mean, he's he can't stay healthy. But about a half a game, and then he's done for the two next games. So yeah, and I don't know what's going on with Hunter. He doesn't. He doesn't get the ball from the other guy. So it, the, the 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 offense doesn't run through Hunter. It runs through the other guy, and that is a black hole. Because when he goes to him, once
0: again, the guy who scored 30 points, he scored going. 32, and you're dunking on him. He's the only player who showed up. Him and Dessou are the only guys who have showed up. I need him to be a, more of an assist
1: guy. He's got to make everybody else around him better. He
0: led the team in assist on Saturday.
1: Huh? He six. led the
0: team in assist. He only had three, but that was more than anybody else. Three
1: assists from 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 a guy who's who's touched the ball that no, he's got to have more than that. I'm thinking yeah. he had six or eight assists. He had yeah, he, three he, assists. He should, have
0: scored, he should have scored fifteen instead of thirty-two, so we could have lost by twenty instead.
1: Well, it doesn't matter if he's going to score that many. You're still going to lose if he doesn't get everybody else involved. He's got to get
0: other people involved too. He's a he's a shooter, man. He's a what? He's a he's a shooter. He's a scorer. That's what Texas like. Okay, Tyrese Hunter should be this team's point guard. He's the guy who's got to get other guys involved. He also has to get himself involved. He can't be, you know, one game good, two games bad. That's his problem. He'll some games he looks like he's a first round pick. And then some games it's like, is this guy even on scholarship? What are we doing here? So they need more from the other guys, man. I mean, it's it's not a sustainable offense to just be relying on two guys. I will give you that. I will not criticize Ace, Mr. Desu, because nobody else is doing anything. It's like those guys have to carry the load offensively. But if Texas is going to do anything this year, I mean, forget a deep tournament run. If they're going to make the tournament, which right now they wouldn't be in if the season ended today, they're going to need some other guys to do something. Something. Well, there's,
1: no, there's no doubt about that. Well, I mean, they've got Desu back in the starting lineup, I believe now.
0: Yeah. He started on Saturday so you you would think he'll start again tonight.
1: Still run Brock Cunningham had a bunch of minutes the other day.
0: Yeah, and that's you know a nice two points for Brock Cunningham. Which let's take a look at his recent game log.
1: 2 Only points the 0.0 that he had the the, t- the time before that.
0: Brock Cunningham has made let's see. He has not made a shot in four of the last five games. Two points, two points, zero points, five points, and zero points. And,
1: yes, you will. You would average at least two.
0: Not that Brock Cunningham is known to be a scorer. I'm not expecting him to get double digits every no. night. But the fact that he has not made a single shot in four of the last five games Texas has played in, the only game he did uh, make a shot was against UT Arlington. And let me see how many he made. Two. Two shots. Uh, Brock Cunningham has made two field goals in the last five games. That guy is starting. He's starting for your team, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, the Sioux coming back from injury and now Shedrick being out. he He can't start tonight. Put Horton in, put Weaver in. Brock Cunningham cannot start anymore for Texas. Sorry, I love him. Know him personally. Great dude. Big fan of him. He's a gritty guy. You need guys like that on your team. You cannot have a guy who can't make anything, anything, start every single game for your team. Do
1: you think when you could get could you could you get two a night at least?
0: Could I get two a night? Uh yeah, you boy. could.
1: Yeah, you yeah, could. Yeah, look, if
0: I got to play the whole time and they didn't care about how shitty I was on defense, then yes.
1: Because <laughs> you're not stopping anybody.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I can get two a night, but uh, it'd be a disaster for every every other part of the yeah, team. Yeah, you'd look great out there, Kyler. You yeah. would stop them. You would z them up, Texas. Uh, it's, you know, must win. I hate the phrase must win. It's not a must win. But God, it it's, it's as close to a must win on January 17th in college basketball as you can have.
1: It's as big of a must win as they did when they got that win in Cincinnati. This one's yep. the same way at home. You can't lose this one at home.
0: I said it. Like, you, you win that game in Cincinnati, you give all of it back if you lose to West Virginia. And they gave all of it back. Wow. And if they lose again tonight, then yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be a rough night for Texas basketball Twitter. Uh, If you want to watch the game somewhere, go to cover three. We love our great fans at Cover Three, the best sports bar in the city. They'll have the game on tonight. They've got the fantastic food, the Sean Adams. Okay, you're deep in the jungle hanging with a friendly jaguar.
1: Or how about in outer space playing the bass?
0: Let your imagination run wild with the new generative AI tools in Adobe Photoshop. Create anything you can dream up just by typing a text prompt. Treehouse in your jungle? unicorn in your spaceship just type it this changes everything hit the banner or go to photoshop.com and try it for free it's on saturday cover three the place to be love our friends there they've got the anderson location they've got the round rock location cover uh, cover two excuse me as well off of lake line great spots we love our great friends at cover three and shout out to we mentioned woods comfort systems oh top gun top gun Mm -hmm. We love our friends at Top Gun Rental Store down in Buda. They are open. Go see them. If uh, you've got a job you need to get done, either at home, at your place of business, they've got the tools for you for rent, for buy, the biggest selection, the best prices, fantastic service, folks who know what they are talking about. Our buddy Brandon Morris, the whole crew at Top Gun, they will shoot you straight.
1: BK! I can hear the wind outside. It hadn't warmed up quite that much
0: yet no it was like wow. 17 when we started the show Woo, what is it 19 now man i'm seeing 26 right now so it's okay. it's uh, it's gonna get above freezing today the high is 45 so good we, sh- we should be uh okay
1: Hopefully i can go everyone- get those those heaters cut off out there in the in the pump house i believe today which is a good thing and leave it off a couple of days but you see i gotta get right back after it because remember i'm only the rain guy i don't do cold fronts or any of that other kind of stuff I don't know that. That was not in my part of my degree as a weather person, you know, weather old man, you know, the old man in the sea. That's me. I live up in the light tower there, but I'll just say this. It is, I don't do, and Ronnie knows, Ronnie, I only do rain. I don't do weather. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell you when the cold fronts come in. People said, so when's the cold front? I don't know that shit. I only know rain and I do a great job at rain forecasting. I'm not just a forecaster. I'm a genius. I'm a rain genius. That's well, what I call myself.
0: Well, that that's a good thing because when we go to the farmer's almanac, which I do have for 2024, there you, go. Uh, you dive in there and you can kind of watch the rain patterns and kind of watch the fronts and all that shit. So it's easier to do that. I mean, the cold Bucky, it's just like, you know, when you get a cold front, it's going to be cold. There, there's no doubt about it it's, <laughs> yeah it it's, it's gonna cold. be real
1: real cold around
0: here just, you know i had to remember the other day on sunday i had to go out and turn my damn sprinkler system off i had everything done i insulated my pipes all that shit was done like you did and i was walking outside taking trash out and i'm like holy shit i haven't turned that water off that would have sucked if that are frozen. you guys letting them pipes drip yeah, I'm
1: letting the, my, pipe's still drip, my, oh, yeah, my no. pipe still dripping. My, your drip.
0: pipes are always dripping, but I mean, you yeah. gotta let your real
1: pipes drip. I do. I still, hmm. I still got the bathroom sink kind of a little bit, a couple drips coming out of there over the last couple of nights. I'm Hopefully, playing it's playing the darker, last damn day so. of
0: it, man. Hopefully, we get some, we get some warming temperatures or above freezing temperatures here. But well, BK
1: just gave us 45
0: and 70 tomorrow. 70 degrees tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Makes no sense. All right, guys. I got a boogie because I got a 10 30. What do you got going on? You just got back into Austin. Oh. What do you got going on? I got work. I, I got a meeting to try to make us some some jack. jack okay, you go money. Welcome, welcome back. Ahead. Good to have you back, man. Hi, he's got to
1: go get ready to be, go <laughs> be Gumbros with uh with Trey.
0: Oh, uh, there it is, right there. All
1: right, all boys. Right, have y'all. a great day.
0: All right, man.